Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews to the industry's hottest games. In episode 126, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays. We then jump over for a Kickstarter corner, and then we review the new hotness in Great Western Trail, New Zealand. Hey, everybody, I'm Cliff. Hey, I'm Chad. Uh, I'm Richie. So I'm going to continue this discussion now since we're here. (laughs) There's nothing like uh, in the middle of a discussion. I understand. Okay. I understand what you guys are saying, that they are in separate boxes okay, okay. so first we're talking need to, you, first you gotta give context and yes one. can we please we'll, we'll give context we'll so get there they'll Cliff figure it out on there. the slack okay sure. last week every day he put up a designer and he wanted to know our rankings of their designs sure of their base games uh, of their games yes of their games okay. but then he would get irritated if anyone separated designs oh. that are within the same System like Great Western Trail, would be all the three. Right word, but <laughs> you pull up those posts. I think you're a little irritated. I, it was just with you. <laughs> I'm used to that though. Um, which I think, if you're talking about a top 100, yes, I'm not going to list all three Great Western Trails separate because I just think that's re- just like with coin games for me. I put them all in one category. But if we're talking about okay. the merits of each of their designs of a base game. I think it's interesting to discuss and talk about the differences between those base games and what you like and what you don't like and which one rates higher for you. I, I get it, but I, if I don't think you do, uh, well, I, I'm going to give my <laughs> two cents here. I'm just saying if brass would have simply come with a, let's say an expansion. So all it had was a map and some cards in it. Okay. And it said brass expansion. Okay, and it, and the and the beer or whatever, right? So you had the and different the stuff, whatever. I'm so, okay, <laughs> just the different stuff. Yeah, okay. You added that stuff, and you and somebody just said, "Hey, this is just an expansion for brass," and that's how it was presented. Was this is a brass expansion? They didn't even call it Birmingham; they just called it a brass expansion. Would that be the same? Then would people always want to say, "Well, yep, I like brass," or "I like brass's expansion better"? But it's different with that because you can't just take brass and then play Birmingham with it. You have to replace basically the entire game. So you got to replace the player boards, the map, the cards. So now we're talking about, I, I understand it's within the same system, but it is a different game. But when, when I'm talking about my top 100, I combine them because I don't want but several brasses on there. Different game is where I, I have a problem. It's not a different game. You may like the, you know, you might like the changes or the differences, that Birmingham has, has compared to their regular, but it's still the same game. I mean, th- nowhere in there does it say, hey, these actions are all now different. Like when you go to, to uh, you know, build a thing, you know, is your industry card different or this? I mean, it's same thing, like with Barrage, okay? There are separate maps that are coming out, and I understand you're going to say yes, but you still use these same pieces. But let's say that there were new pieces that came with these maps. Because they were destroyed in the mail so, when they sent them, or...? <laughs> it's funny i've never had any problem with any of my stuff but everybody else i hear about has problems yeah. uh, you have a problem with the water so it was water. just not good water yeah well, that's yes good water. but i mean yeah but none of my boards were ever warped oh, okay. like that, but, um but with barrage i mean you no one ever says well barrage base game is better than barrage with 
the expansion maps in it. I mean, someone might say that, but well, you're still using the base game. You're using everything in the base game. All you're doing so is that's, changing. That is your and, line right there. Components. If you have to have a separate box with a separate map, then it's a different game that you're going to rate. Sure, but okay. uh, we're t once again, we're, if we're talking top 100, I'm combining stuff like that. But it, it, this was your question that you put up on the Slack. <laughs> that you wanted to know about the different designs from a particular designer. I, so I would talk about all of their designs. And if we want to get into expansions, I'd be fine talking about that too. Cause I, I do think that there's merit to talk about, you know, what they were thinking about, what they wanted to change, what they were trying to affect with this particular expansion. I, I understand, but it seems weird to me that you're good on combining it at one spot and you're not good on combining it at another spot. That's that seems strange to me. Well, if I did like a top 10, for example, like for mm -hmm. you, Okay. Where I would probably think, like, if you rate it all the Great Western Trails separately, they may all bunch up pretty high on, like, a top 20 list for you. Okay. And I would all understand if you don't want to say Great Western Trail and then, you know, Argentina, New Zealand, you know, three. But it's the same system. So I understand that why you wouldn't want that all to bunch up. Just like I don't want nine coin games you know, around the same level because that's, they all rate fairly same to me and they're the same system. I don't feel that way about 18XX. Yeah, but I mean, even you, well, no, you might end up with, I don't know, what the, he's weird. So <laughs> he may end up with 30 18XX games on his top 100 when we do it. Good. Or he, Marvel Champions might not even be on the list, even we though. You never know. Which <laughs> never know. It's going to be, it's going to be higher this next year. I got okay. in. I got okay. in like 30 some games. All right. I'm just throwing it out there. So Punch Punch, what do you think? Is I mean, I think the Punch Punch agrees with you, Richie, 100%. Yeah, I agree with Richie too. Every person who right. rated always rates the brasses separately. And I there are people sure. out there that are like, oh, the original brass is a million times. Birmingham's a bunch of crap. And then there's people that Birmingham's amazing, which sometimes blows my mind because I just don't see enough of a difference for you to say you love one and don't the other. Anyways, let's move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Chad, I think Chad was about ready to leave. He was I like, was oh my God, honestly. mom and dad are in <laughs> a fight here. <laughs> well, earlier when I tried to jump in, Cliff just gave me the silent finger. <laughs> like mom and dad are arguing. <laughs> Quiet. Uh, so I just... Uh, let's talk about something super positive. All right. Iowa football. Uh, <laughs> I said super, hey, positive. super positive. Hey, they won hey, that first the first drive. I was like, hey, uh, the, they made some differences. The scripted plays were great, yeah. and then when they had to actually call plays from their cuff, then it was re like reverted right back to yep, the regular. Yep. <laughs> it okay. was real bad. Before we lose our entire audience, <laughs> <laughs> it's called football time. Right? <laughs> Even though know. Ohio State doesn't have a quarterback, I'm I'm still excited for All college right. football. Okay. All right. but, but we'll move on. All right. Well, pro starts tonight. I know. So, yeah. That is insane. Okay. Big announcement. Chad, give us the horn. Beep. I was more thinking like a... <laughs> doo -doo -doo -doo. Uh, <laughs> like the, I don't know. What? Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyways. Uh, PPCon 2024. We, have we are ready to announce the dates. The dates are going to be May 16th through the 19th. Uh, so 2024 it'll be it's it's basically right here in omaha it's just a just a little bit outside of omaha in uh same place we've been for the past two years uh which has just been great for us um it is going to be the same thing where we're going to have rooms available for people to be able to uh stay in and uh then if you stay in the rooms all your food and 
all your snacks and all your drinks and everything is in their badge is all included in that price. Um, but then we'll also have weekend passes for the people that are around town that want to come and, and visit us and even some day passes. But you now have a place that you can go and check out all the prices and all the fun stuff there. And that's because we also have a brand new website. That's right. Yes. Uh, Thanks our, to Josh, our yes, friend Josh. Yes, our friend Josh. Uh, I kind of one day said something to him, and sometimes, as Josh does, he just, like, two days later comes back and goes, okay, I'm, I got it. I'm, I'm working on it. And I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, anyway, so we, we have – so, if you'd like to go to that, it's punchboardparadise.com. Make sure you type in punchboardparadise.com, like, in your browser. Don't try to Google it. It's not – Still got some kinks working to work on out. It. The kinks still working out. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you just Google it, uh, it's it's kind of in a weird spot on there. So just type in punchboardparadise.com and check out the website. Even if you're not planning on coming to uh, PVCon, if you want to go and just check it out and see some cool stuff, uh, see some cool pictures of us on the beach. Maybe <laughs> that's that's not us. I don't. No, think. I don't think you don't so. Think so? No. Nope. Well, considering pictures, what? pictures coming soon. Yeah, so picture, pictures we'll coming soon. Okay. I, I just yeah. want to say though, uh, if you haven't come to PPCon yet, uh, you should consider it. Um, really think about ways to figure it out so that you can make those dates happen. Because really, like it is, it is the most summer camp for board gamers uh, retreat you're gonna find around. I think that I've seen. I mean, like it feels like that. We all get up and we walk together to the to the mess hall to have our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's very. Um, congenial that way i think um we're gonna have events uh, we had a skull king tournament last year we're gonna we're gonna do the ready set bet again this year because it it was fun to see me almost pass out i think maybe oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> treat and, itself <laughs> and uh you know we're doing more of that stuff because honestly it is about the games but it's about the people that you get to to do that with and really this is a good this is a good time for that. So I, I, I know for some people it's like, Ooh, that's, that's a bit of money and we understand that, but it's, it's a good, it's a good retreat for this. So yeah. if you, if you can make it, we'd love to see you. And uh, those of you that came last year and the year before, we definitely want to see you too. Cause you're, you're good friends. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I mean, uh, I, I cannot say how fast we will sell out. I mean, there is a point when we we only won't we'll still have plenty of the weekend passes always available, but the the beds themselves, those rooms are going fast. Uh, so, because this uh, we obviously have announced this already, kind of on our Slack. So, if uh, you're not on our Slack and you'd want to get some of these things early, or wait, Richie, there is a Discord whoa, now. Whoa! We, when this, this episode comes news? out. This is breaking news. Can you we'll, put that little like breaking news? Yeah, So we have created a Discord. We're still going to keep our our Slack around, so don't worry about that for the people that want to hang out on there. Yeah. Uh, but we will have an official Punchboard Paradise Discord. I think uh, we do have an unofficial one floating out, floating around out there. Um, okay. uh, but now we will have an uh, official one out there. It will be. I'll put the link on our guild. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, as well. So, or okay, if you great. have any questions, you can always just contact us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. Yes. And then I'm sure you can, you'll also put a link to the punchboardparadise.com for the, for the website and yep. the, the show notes too. Yep. So that'll be, cool. that'll be there. Um, I realize I've been doing a lot of talking, but I'm going to continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can just take the night off if you want to. All right. Hey, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I really want to talk about because because I just talked about PPCon, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. where we all know PPCon is the best, 
I want to talk about another con that I just uh, got a chance to go to here in the Midwest. It was down in Kansas City. And this is uh, called DomeCon. Um, you guys familiar with our good old dads on the map? Uh, yeah. Both James and Scott came up last year to uh, see us at, at uh, PBCon. And I was like, hey, I want to go down and check out and see how things are going down at uh, DomeCon. So I just really want to quick talk about kind of what happened and, and kind of about the... So first of all, very similar in venue type of thing. So they had a retreat center there in Kansas City that had on-site lodging um, where you could, you know, stay on site. And then they had meals in a, in a mess hall. And then we had a, a large room for, you know, gaming or whatever. So very similar to PPCon. Little, there was a few differences, like where at PPCon, we have the rooms right in the, you know, like that building almost is our building. It's ours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where this is more open and there was other groups and stuff. And then there were, um, you know, the, uh, the, the lodging was actually in separate buildings. So then you'd have to walk to, to separate buildings to go, not a huge deal, but I mean, you know, I'm not talking like miles or anything. I'm talking, you know, a couple hundred feet or whatever, but you didn't um, run into any pissed off quilters though. So no, no, no pissed (laughs) off quilters, but I will tell you, and I'll just tell this story right now because it was like a, you know, and this is kind of a, a church type of, uh, camp uh retreat center right at some point it was like i think it was saturday night we're sitting there we're playing board games and all of a sudden like six or seven young teenage girls come into the room like where we're gaming like they come into the the spot and they're like hey we're doing a scavenger hunt can we either a teach you a dance or b sing you a song or yeah like just Hmm. we're just like uh, we're in the middle of a six player John company. And we're all just like, what is going on? So of course, then we're like, okay, well, I guess sing us a song. And we were like, actually kind of in like this separate room. And I guess there was other kids that came into the other room and I guess they got Scott bird up to like do a dance and they like taught him a dance or something. I don't know. It was crazy. Like it was just like the, I don't, cause we were told, I guess James and James kind of talked about this. He was told, don't interact with anybody else in the area. Yeah, these, don't don't make awesome. eye contact with anybody. These young yeah, teenage girls. And of course, there's alcohol everywhere where we're, you know, right, so right. he's drinking, you know, and he's, of course, like, this is really weird and awkward. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's not going to happen to PPCon. <laughs> Unless I just get up and say, hey, can I teach you all a dance? Well, that, okay. We'll allow that. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so I got there. And I met some people who, you know, are punch punchers, you know, nice. they're, so they're, they're domers and, but they're also uh, punch punchers. So, uh, one of the first guys that I met there, well, Adam Giddings was there. So mm-hmm. obviously we all know Adam's obviously mm-hmm. been to PPCon. He was there. So, um, and then I picked up our good friend, Tim Alvarez at the airport. So obviously, uh, you know, great punch puncher, but he was there. So I picked him up. We went, but then I met a few other people. I met, um, Jared. Um, who uh, listens to the show and got to play a lot of games with him. And then also met, um, I met Trenton. So I want to shout out to Trenton. He actually taught me a couple of games that I'm going to talk about. 
Uh, got to see our good friend Mookie. Mookie was there. Nice. Yeah. So Mookie from Age of Steam. Con, yes, man. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. He's uh, you know he's uh, he's a patron. You know we've we had him on. Uh, he's come to a couple of our Google chats before. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then there was uh, Tom was uh, was also there. I got to play John Company with him. And then uh, I didn't get to play a game with Hector, but Hector was like. Hey, I recognize that voice, you know, so, which is always an awkward thing when somebody's like, Hey, you're, you know, you're punch more better than I'm like, yeah, what, what do I say now? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, at least they were like, Oh uh, my God, you're cleft. Pronounce something wrong for me. <laughs> uh, you'll get that no little, problem. <laughs> a little later in the episode. <laughs> hey, I've been practicing. All right. <laughs> um, so anyways, I, but I really want to talk about a few of the, the games one thing though that I okay, a first thing because usually we just talked about it. They kind of uh, took our idea and they did a little ready set bet tournament. Nice. And James, one hundred percent, you know, like hey, you know, this was an awesome thing I saw at PBCon, and he wanted to bring it to them, which was cool, yeah. you know. And everybody there was super excited. However, he took the easy way out. <laughs> <laughs> they used the app. And so they just put it up on the screen and then the app does the whole thing and moves the horses and the certainly and easier the to see, I'm sure. It was much easier. I mean, for the most part, I guess it was easier to see. I mean, yeah. I think we got it towards the end of ours, but uh it was a little easier to see and a little easier. You don't have to worry about the horses, you know, somebody not doing the right horse or something like that. However, come on. When there's not somebody saying, Oh, we got a hot jockey here, <laughs> it's just not the same. Right? Fair. fair. I <laughs> and I talked it. to him afterwards. He's like, Well, if I had Chad here, I would have had Chad do it. But since I didn't, <laughs> uh, but it was great. It was so it was uh it was fun. They did that. They also did like a uh, a family feud. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they did um and this was you know, and I'm not uh I've I've been listening to Dads on a Map maybe, you know, a few months, you know, so I'm not knowledgeable about all their, their, their history, but they had some, I mean, some of these, like they're talking about like dome memes and different things. And I'm just sitting here going, I have no idea what they're talking about. Okay. It was probably like when Joe did that trivia thing for ours. Probably. Yeah. Like if you yeah. didn't know anything well, about us, I yeah. didn't even know half the questions <laughs> on that. Um, but real quick, I'll tell a question that was on there that I, th- I thought was kind of funny. So they were talking and one of the questions was best discord channel not a you know dome discord right and somebody at some point answered punchboard paradise and i was like nope <laughs> we we we, I'm like, we don't even have a discord <laughs> but whoever answered that we didn't want you yes. to lose or so, be wrong so we just that's why we discord. so maybe yep. next time we'll be part of that answer there you yeah go, there so, you go. anyways um okay so some of the games though the, the games were much more centered which was really cool for me much more centered on kind of uh heavier type of games you know it wasn't like there wasn't a lot of euros there so for me it was kind of a cool uh experience there was some different games that i had never even heard of uh that there, there was somebody playing they were playing something called krieg bots that i'd never even heard of that mm-hmm. you know that looked cool uh one day they were playing napoleon's triumph I mean, there was that's a Sanchez who who's so, the other guy with James on the on the main podcast. That's a Sanchez favorite, I believe. He so he tried uh, to try to get everybody involved. I, in that yeah, game. they were so they were playing a six player game of it. Um, there was um, oh a lot of eighteen XX Chad. You would have uh, you oh, know yeah. a lot of eighteen XX was yeah. being played there. I mean, they have like uh, a little kind of sister podcast that's an offshoot on Dome that where, yeah, they, they, where they talk yeah. about eighteen. So I mean, there was a lot of it. So um, so. 
I got to play, uh, the fir- first thing I'm really going to talk about is I got to play a game called Border Reavers. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is a new GMT game, and it's one that I had, but I hadn't had a chance to play it. But um, a, uh, a gentleman, Herb, who's another guy who I have not mentioned yet, uh, who is also uh, listed as Punchboard Paradise, he was setting up, a couple of people in him were setting it up, and I saw it, and I was like, ooh, you got a spot open. I'd really like to play that. And he was like, uh, yeah. And then I was sitting there with, you know, but obviously Tim was there too. And I was like, oh, Tim, did you want to play it? And he's like, okay, that's fine. But if we go to five, we have to go to six because it's either plays at three, four, or six is how the, the player count goes. So then I also picked up Jared, who I'd been playing with. And we went over and I played it with, uh, so it was Herb, Josiah, and then Jared, Tim, and myself. And then also uh, Logan Bird, who is uh, Scott Bird's son. So oh, nice. I got to play a couple of games with him. Yeah. So, um, so this game is you are trying to score points by basically capturing livestock and then be like kind of in the lead on these tracks on the, on these different areas. And, and you do stuff to do that. Um, and it has some cards that you're drafting and playing in there, but so you're trying to collect sheep and then horses and cattle and it's kind of those are the cattle are kind of like the uh, the currency in the game. But then when you go into battle, you have to roll dice to, to battle, right? I'm going to tell you right now, my dice rolls were the worst dice rolls in the history of dice rolls. And I'm not kidding <laughs> you. You can ask anybody at the table. It was I could not roll a hit to say my I can't remember at this moment if it was like fives and sixes were hits. I think it was fives and sixes were hits. I never rolled a five or six ever in my entire time of rolling. And I still love the game. It was still fun. It was still a really cool game. Um, we, we, I'll maybe talk more about it after more plays of it later in another podcast, but it was a great game. Okay. Uh, so the other games I got to play, I got to play a really cool game called Bridges of Shangri-La. Have either one oh, of you guys yeah. gotten to play this one yet? No, but it's a Leo Colavini. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You just told me the other day. Okay. Yeah. All right. I did. Um, really cool. Simple, like simple rule set. Like I could literally teach you the rules in about five minutes. Yet it's got a lot. It's almost, it's kind of an abstract game in, in a way, kind of a game where you're trying to move your pieces around and trying to conquer other things. And, uh, and you know, once you move your people, then the bridge collapses. And so you no longer can move your, your, well, they're called students uh, to mm-hmm. there, but anyways, uh, so that was a new one to me that I'd never gotten to play another game. I've picked up already. I uh, got to play <laughs> nightmare cathedral. Oh, I wanted to play this game. I almost bought this purely off of the cover. Okay. I, well, I, I cool. don't know anything right. about it at all <laughs> other than the cover. So this was another herb goes, Hey, you know, this is a game I have, you know, you guys want to play nightmare cathedral. And, uh, once again, it was Tim and then another guy, Vince and me, and we're all like, sure. And then as we sit down to play it, he kind of opens it up and he goes, all right, I, I don't know how to play. We're going to have to do it from the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, whatever. You're at a con. You got all the time. So we played, um, we could play that. And you know what? I liked it. Hey, this new clef. He's, I, I don't know. It's a new clef. Well, it's not even new. Because the, like game was, the game was <laughs> good. another clef. Yes. The game, it was, a, it was a decent little game. You know what? It was the interesting part about the game is the first part of the game, you are trying to score points one way. And then at some point, I can't remember what it was called, the haunt or something happens. And so then there's some of these creatures that come out that you then can control them. 
and the game like almost flips on its on its side and you're like then getting points in a new and different way. And I thought that was cool. I mean, I really liked that. So yeah, anyway, I, so I like the sound yeah, of it. I was glad, you know, I don't think it's a game I would seek out to purchase and the minis are stupid. I mean, they're just over the top. Don't need to be there, <laughs> but for anybody who likes those minis, they would be great. Um, but it was an interesting game and I, and I liked it. So like if Richie, if you got it, I would play this. All right. Okay. Um, then the big game that I really got to play um, over the weekend and I got to play this twice, but I got to play John company and I had two really amazing games. The first game, I'm just real quick going to say this. Okay. So it was, once again, it was a five player game and it was a little long cause we got interrupted by the family feud thing. So we like, we unfortunately were sitting like right at the table where the family feud was going on. So we kind of got interrupted, but um, it was still a great game where I was the only one trying to keep the company alive through like the last two rounds of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. That's and tough I had, to do. It's by tough. Yourself. Yeah. And I had gotten to a point where we were all the way through the last round and I had the company still surviving and we were one away from bankruptcy and we'd gotten all the way to the parliament. Okay. And if, you know, if you guys don't remember, that's one away from the game just being over. Right. And we're one away from parliament and the, the law that comes up is something where the company gains shame and has to go back one. And I'm of course not prime minister. And of course everybody votes against it. And so, or votes for it, I should say. And of course, then we go, goes down by one and I totally lost because then the company went bankrupt. And then I think Vince ended up winning because of that. I would have won the game if we, if I had, if that law would have been something different that didn't matter. I was so like <laughs> that close. I mean, you just, I mean, when you're trying, the only one trying to keep a company alive, it's, you know, uh, almost I, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then I got to play a really fun six player game. I got to play with Mookie. Okay. So Mookie had never played John company. Okay. So I'm going to say this, I'm going to talk about this Okay. So he sits down and he's like, okay, all right, just kind of roll. So we're rolling through like we normally do. You know, I think everybody else knew how to play and we're just kind of teaching him as we go along. So at some point, Trenton goes to him. He goes, Hey Mookie, can I, can I get a dollar so I can, you know, do this? And Mookie goes, yeah, sure. And just gives him a dollar. <laughs> and I'm like, Mookie, you don't do that. You got to get something in return. You know, Mookie was the nicest person I'd ever seen in a game of John company. He was like, <laughs> if you needed it, he would just give it to you. And almost, you didn't have to worry about it. All he knew is all he wanted to do was get a person and have him retire so that then he could then yeah. spend money. That's he figured that out. Right. At some point he wanted to be chairman, so he got to be chairman. And then when all of a sudden we explained him what he had to do, he goes, Never mind, I don't want to be chairman. <laughs> you have to be chairman. You can't just all of a sudden not give it up. So he of course got out of that as quickly as possible. But the company was successful. My only second time having a company successful oh, wow. John that, company. That is impressive. I've still it haven't seen a six it. player game. And, and honestly, I, your first time, I don't know if that really counted. Because you guys basically like playing a co-op game yes yeah, just yeah. to see if you can make right it exactly yep so this time i mean it was not necessarily i mean was, i mean mookie was certainly trying to make it a co-op <laughs> but then guess who wins mookie of course uh, <laughs> i'm like this is ridiculous nice guys even first. at the very end he gave trenton money just so he could buy like at the end of the game where it mm -hmm. didn't even matter he just gave him money so he could buy another thing still didn't matter <laughs> all right i mean it was nice. but it was fun it was great time uh, you know besides getting interrupted by the the girls who wanted to sing to us. So um, I got um, 
I got to play a night of like like five hours straight of trick taking games with Scott Bird and and some uh, and and Tim, and we just had a amazing time just playing a bunch of different trick takers, some of which I'm sure we'll talk about here tonight. Um, so, anyways, I, I've I've been talking a lot. Oh, I got to play Indonesia. I got to play with. Um, uh, guy is RJ, who was awesome to play with. He's one of the, if you've ever heard the songs on Dads on a Map, he's one of the co-writers that does the songs. But he yeah. beat me. He beat me by twenty five bucks in Indonesia, which is oh, like <laughs> he nothing, did a nice, you know? oh. uh, a good rap, I think. For like, uh, it was he, I think it was maybe Great Zimbabwe. I think. Yeah, they, <laughs> they released a new one on there that was like, "Don't start the," you know, it was Billy Joel's "Don't Start the Fire," and it was like, I don't even remember. I so, anyways, it was. There's so many other games. I don't even have time to talk about them all. It was a great weekend. I had a lot of fun. It was well done. There's some definite, some things that, uh, I might, uh, you know, borrow from them, uh, to bring to PPCon that I think would, would be good improvements. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I just want to say thank you to, Oh, I did get to play. Um, I actually got to teach, uh, Sanchez, um, Great Western Trail, New Zealand, because that came out the day we, we were down there, and Herb ended up picking up a copy while we were down there. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I got to teach uh, Sanchez that. Um, so it was great, you know, to get to meet him because obviously I'd gotten to meet James already. But it was overall it was a great time. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to going back again next year. So that was a lot of gaming. I hope you guys got some games that you're ready to talk about because I feel like I've talked about a hundred games already. So Chad, what have you been playing? Uh, first of all, that sounds like a great time. Um, I'm glad that you got to go, and uh, yeah. I was jealous of you getting to spend more time with Tim too because he's he's a good bud. I Chad, this is, I mean, if you could go next year, I mean, you could probably play 18xx every day. That so. sounds like a good sell mm-hmm. to me. So yeah. Uh, fortunately, there's more and more that I'm getting to play. Uh, I even taught you an Uh-oh. 18xx game that you really enjoyed. I think, uh, Richie, I think part of it was that he won. Yeah. But it, this game, which I'll talk about here in a second, was is Ooh. still in playtesting, and uh, they've since nerfed the company that he started. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> um, but it's a- if this is your next uh, evolution step, Clef, I might have to take a hiatus <laughs> from the pod for a little bit. Yeah, because there was so I think when he said how much he liked it, and we saw Joe, I think later that in the week, mm-hmm. Joe like looked and he was like, "Is he serious? I'm, <laughs> I'm worried that he's serious." I, 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 Richie, don't don't worry. Okay, I, I'm a little worried. Don't Here, don't worry. Here's the thing. So he really did like this particular game. I'm going to talk about it, and then I'll I'll let Clef give his feelings on why. Go for it. Uh, So this game is called um, 18 Royal Gorge, and it is basically, uh, it takes place in Colorado, which is a point in its favor, in my opinion. Uh, I just was there, actually, and had a lovely, lovely vacation. But anyway, 18 Royal Gorge takes place during the railroads in um, 1800s in uh, in Colorado, and it's like roughly this this 30-year time span from, I think, 70 to 1900. And basically, it's there because in the Rocky Mountains, there's a gold rush, and then the Transcontinental Railroad, those things kind of converged at the same time. And so companies are trying to take advantage of both things. So not only can you start and run railroad companies in this game, though, you can invest in steel, which is going to help because people have to pay to build each 
track, basically, which is a big deal. So you can build more track at a time if you can pay for it with your company. So you're constantly having to spend more and more prices. And the, and the price goes up, as you would expect, on a market as you have to build it. Then you can also invest in gold because each uh, each round, a railroad company can deliver gold if it's on their route and add like a $50 bonus to their route running, which is huge too. And that then leads to when there's uh, the end of a round, there's payout to the companies or to the people that held share in the gold companies. And that can be great as well. Not only that, but it makes you feel the privates feel like player powers a little bit in this game. Um, and so you're kind of drafting those at the beginning and, and well, you're paying for them, I should say. And so there's different things that are very interesting. You know, there's a coal mine thing that helps you helps you add to your your stops if your train buys if your company train company buys it in. But one of the things that's really interesting about the history of this is two main railroads. Uh, this is a variable setup, and different railroads can always be in the game. And there are tranches as well, meaning that in the first phase, the yellow phase, basically you're going to only have like two companies that you can start available. So this game plays two to four players. So people are potentially not going to be able to start a company. So then they have to invest in steel or gold or a little bit of both or somebody else's railroad. I should say too, and I haven't said this yet, these are incremental cap uh, companies. So that means that once the president's share is bought, they technically can float. But whatever you you par them at is what's going to go into the company. And then the shares stay in the company until other people buy them. And when they buy them, then that money goes into the company for more. So kind of like 1846 style. And that way you have a kind of like city of the big shoulders. For <laughs> yeah, understand you. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yep. You have a 2d stock market, meaning there's not all the drops and ledges that there are in the 1830 style kind of game. And your stock, when they, when it runs really well, can make double and triple jumps. So it's that kind of thing basically. But anyway, uh, you, there are these two major railroad companies that are always in the game because they vie for this Royal Gorge spot. And in the history of the actual game, they are uh, basically fighting over it. And it's very interesting because at a certain point, this, this Royal Gorge uh, thing happens and it's called the Treaty of Boston, where basically they go to court over this because honestly, one company actually literally, and this is a private that can be in the game, hired Doc Holliday to basically scare the workers off of working on the railroad. So Doc Holliday was coming in there and like, I don't know, menacing people with his gang and <laughs> stuff like that. So that's a private that you can get, which is great because then you have debt tokens that you owe that player, if you have that specific company that hired Doc Holiday, you owe Doc Holiday, and he'll give you these debt tokens. Meanwhile, if you're not paying it off, the debt goes up and up and up and up, and your stock will drop at the end of the game if you don't pay off debt. Uh, so there are a couple companies that need to pay off debt, one to uh, Doc Holiday and another to another company that basically won the, the Treaty of Boston, and the other company had to back out of building that that Gorge Canyon spot because it's a sweet spot. It's, it's pretty nice. So anyway, that's a rough overview. The, the other nice thing I should say though, is that the game ends in a number of rounds when a train is, is bought basically, or somebody goes bankrupt. It does not end when the bank breaks. So that, that was a positive that's point. Story. Emmy. That's, okay. Right. All right. Okay. So, so you, you enjoyed this game. So I'm going to, so Richie, okay, I'm yes. going to tell you, okay. Hey, you heard Chad say, 
The game does not end in bankruptcy. Yes, which I, that is a, a big issue for me for, okay. with 18xx. We literally learned this it can, game. It can in, end in bankruptcy, but it doesn't have to. doesn't have to. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ba- it doesn't end with the bank breaking. That's what I was yeah, trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, the that's bank what I... breaking. Okay. Yeah, that's what I, I got you. Okay. So this game, weeknight, Chad taught it to us. We were done in three hours. Okay. Ooh. Tops. Okay. That's pretty good. It might not even been three hours. Yeah. I mean, I would say teach, with you know, teach. Yeah. With teach, it was probably three hours. Okay. Right? Okay. So, so that was number one. Okay. Number two, besides being able to just invest in a company, you could also invest in the steel, which was building the comp- the track, and you could build in, in gold. And there were like these gold cubes all around the board. So, kind of had a little age of steam. You know, I was delivering mm. cubes at some point. Okay. So it had more to invest in than just your company or somebody else's company. I mean, right. I thought there was other things that you could kind of do. So it was interesting. The next thing, and I don't know if he said this, but you know how many track you could lay on a turn? One. Up to six. No, okay. Okay. <laughs> if you can pay for it, it gets real expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. But, but, but you can do more at, than At least to begin with, two, yeah. most everybody was laying three to four track to start with. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't like... Okay, I double go back. All right, you know, most eighteen X's they they start so slow, then you got a good middle part, and then they, and they end, end so, so long. You so, know, that's yeah, what. Yeah. So this one started quickly, had a good middle, and then ended right as you know. In fact, I almost might say it might have ended little quick for me. I might have one more Bro- round. Right? Bro- Brockman and Clef, when I said, okay, and after this, it's over, they like stood up. Like, like, All right. that, that's a good okay. thing, though. That was that's good. good. Though. Okay. Yeah. So there were a lot of things. In fact, if I was to say an 18XX that was as close to City of the Big Shoulders, this one was closer to City of the Big Shoulders than I think any other 18XX game I've played. More than 46? Well, okay. I played 46 six years ago or whatever that was. I don't even remember. <laughs> I mean, I think it's patterned Maybe after I that. Maybe I might have so. to. But, but not only that, okay, but talk about, I mean, you can't, I don't believe this was a prototype. It was not a prototype. This is the nicest production of an 18XX game that I've ever seen. Like the cards were like this nice linen finish. Mm-hmm. All the, the board looked, I mean, I sat there and just stared at the board for, I don't even tell you how long. They had so many cool little pictures and like, the, how the gorge and then they had these other it was just it was just so nice looking uh ryan who had also been to colorado and spent a lot of time there was really gaga over it and the different locations yeah. because he yeah. it was very historical uh so i don't think you have to worry i think this one I, i'm willing to try it i am still a little concerned with the amount of excitement that's in your voice <laughs> i'll be honest with you, I, this I don't i know one. but i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> he, he just asked me to bring it over this last tuesday night and i couldn't and uh yeah, yeah. We, we Brockman and I asked to play it again that is the scary thing. <laughs> yeah that's that's what i'm worried but about however but i i'm this will probably be the next one I try that. They, you should. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you, say you should try. They it. are specifically putting this out to bridge the gap for Euro gamers. They're trying to listen to what some people have problems with or or feel daunted by, and they're that okay. that is what this I is for. Yeah. I would say they did they did a very good job. And yes, Richie, I <sighs> all I, right. And uh, I should not, say so yeah. again. It's a prototype. This is from uh, Denman Schofield and Kayla Ross. Um, and they are like, like I said, they're still tweaking things and changing things based on some play testing. And so it needs more of that. All aboard games has started to list it 
previously in their next kind of wave of things they might print if the playtesting has been done enough. Uh, so again, it's just something to kind of hear about, get excited about, but, uh, it was, it was a fun time to play. You can't get this yet. Not time, yet. So not yet. Can, no, but, but, uh, but, uh, maybe it, yeah, okay. but yeah, yeah. Which you definitely, yeah, it's, right. it has a listing in, in BGG. That's a 18 uh, Royal Gorge. You can go and look at it. In fact, so when Chad said he had to send it on, uh, Brockman and I are both like, ah, oh, and then he goes, well, he did say, you know, it's potentially could there be a price for it? And we were both like, pay it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chad was like, Clef's going to play an 18XX. Right. I'll pay Probably it. Probably should have paid it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since the, I mean, you're just buying willy nilly now, right? Uh, well, Ooh. I Ooh. just, uh, <laughs> I hit my 12. Uh, so, Ooh. and I can tell you like, that's, you know, I'm going to go over because I, I, I mean, my family, my, my wife has already said she wants the, the ticket to ride legacy. So it's, nice. yeah, to hit, to hit 12 in September. Now, I, I would imagine uh -oh. that if you told Steph that you had this goal to stay under 12, that yeah. she would she forego would, she would, yeah, ticket she would to ride support legacy. That. Yeah, yeah, yes. you're right. She <laughs> well, would totally support that. What is, I mean, ticket to, it comes out like in December, right? Uh, November. I don't know. It's 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 Essen time. So so, so, so like October. October yeah. yeah. I don't so know about the probably states, November but yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. So you could say, hey, we're gonna wait two months and get it, and she'd probably be okay with that. That's probably true. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, you probably yeah. don't have to. You don't yeah, have to we, give up the goal. Yeah. I, I could put it on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't understand, Chad. I mean, come on. You you say you're not gonna buy something. You need to hold to it. Okay. Uh, you know how like I said, <laughs> greed ink. I'm never paying. 300 that bucks for a game for it, yeah. of Greedic. There's no way that I'm doing that. And then you and did. And you did it. Oh. <laughs> he lasted like three weeks he did. from playing it. So, In my defense, I did not pay $300 for it. Okay. Yep. Very close to it. <laughs> Very close to it. I paid $286 for it. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, that's a big difference. $14. That, so go get shipping? that was with the shipping. It was okay. technically okay. 250 with the shipping, it yeah. was uh, yeah, it was two eighty six, and uh, but I mean, hey, you, you've gotten a lot of plays in it. I've already, already. played it four times. Well, that's because Missy yeah. said he so. can't play anything else for, <laughs> for the next thirty days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you teach Missy yet? Uh, no, no, she has not had a chance to. I wouldn't think she would like that game, but no, she. You know, I, I will say, you spend that much on a game. I think I feel like you got to teach the whole family. Three yeah. holding out three weeks is longer than I lasted when we played that game. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'll never forget Chad doing push-ups during the middle of the yeah. game. <laughs> I was trying to company. I'm just sitting there, so I'm trying to think of something to do. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when he finally could come back into the game. <laughs> he asked a question. He was like, oh, I mean, we've been playing this game for a long time now, Chad. We, he's like, I haven't been. <laughs> I've been doing push-ups. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Richie, what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, we did get in. Um, I've been playing a lot of Spirit Island. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> but awesome. I will talk about a different game. and. Oh. Clef, you played it with me. Spirit Island is Richie's Marvel Champions. It yes, is. it is. It is. It, it is 100%. Okay. All right. um, I don't want to play with anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see anybody. It, I don't want to talk to no. anybody. Uh, you can come over to Richie's house and watch him play. Yes, you can watch me play. Knox, <laughs> Knox watches me play it every once in a while. Do I need to make an appointment for this? <laughs> <laughs> you, you might. Um, but we played a game last week. Okay. Uh, I came down. Dan was over. Uh, and he had terraforming Mars, the dice game set up right. on the table. That is right. And I mean, honestly, I'll just say it 
right out the gate. I, I think this is my favorite version of Terraforming Mars. I know that's not saying much. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, not really at all. Because no. the, 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 uh, the original version, obviously, don't don't care for. And then the card card game version uh, or Ares, role. Ares Expedition. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That, that was not good. Okay. Uh, but this one uh, is not that bad. And in the game... So uh, obviously it's a dice game. And uh, so you have all the resource, you have these resource dice um, that you'll use to put out the different cards. And then you still have the central board. And this is where the Ares expedition, I thought really fell apart is that that center board was nothing like you, right. no, no interaction there. Anything like that. They brought that back a little bit. It's still not, you know, like crazy, but this is meant to be a quick little game. Uh, but you still have, you have the ability to, you know, you'll, put out the oceans, cities and forests and stuff like that. And it does matter where people go because there's different bonuses that you can get. But on your turn, you can do one of two things. You're either going to uh, take production or you're going to uh, take actions. Mm -hmm. And when you take actions, you have uh, one uh, side action. I can't remember what it's called. Side action and one main action so or support, support action. Support yep. action support is what action. It is. Yep. So you have one support action and one main action on a turn. And the support action, uh, I think the main one that you'll use is that you will you can take any die that you want and then you'll roll it and add it to your uh, resource pool. Uh, but there's other ones where you can like discard cards or you can draw cards with that support action. And then when you get into the main actions, you're for the most part going to be wanting to put out cards into your tableau. And it works, I mean, basically just like Terraforming Mars where you have the different uh you know, tags on there that you're trying to pay for and get out. And uh, you have the blue cards that you can use once per turn that will generate, you know, either points or something for you. Uh, you have the green cards, which I, I believe gave you uh, different production symbols that you would get uh, during the production phase. And then the red cards were just one-time shots. Um, and then when you do a production phase, uh, you first have to start off by discarding any dice over three. So you want to make sure that you're being efficient with your dice and make sure you're spending them before you have to take production. Uh, then you can discard cards out of your hand and draw back up. And then you roll all of your dice. You get your dice pool together based off of the cards that you have. And then you roll all your dice and you keep doing that. And it, it ends the same way as terraforming Mars where you're, you, you know, you're pumping up the oxygen, um, the, the heat, and then, uh, or, and then placing the oceans. Uh -huh. One of those will trigger the end of the game. Uh, but like I said, it, my favorite version of it so far, and it still ha also had the milestones. They had uh, that in there, which I yep. thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, it it the best terraforming Mars out there for so, me. Can you right now say it was a good game? You're 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 you're, you're teetering, Ooh. and I know you keep saying it was the best of terraforming Mars, but was it a good game to you? Did you think about <laughs> I'm not gonna acquiring buy it? it? Okay. No, I'm not going to buy it. Okay. No. Um, I mean, it's it's a decent game. I don't know if I can say good. It's a decent game. Okay, worth playing. If if Dan brought it over and he's like, "I want to play this," I would play it. Okay, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn my nose up to it. Okay, but you're not necessarily. I don't know if I can. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going out of my way to play it for okay. sure. Okay. Okay. What about you? Uh, I thought it was a good. I've got to play it twice. Okay. okay? Um, we did teach uh, Missy uh, a couple of nights later. Uh, he brought it over and we taught Missy. And I knew Missy would like it because it was, it's definitely very, and the problem I have with it for sure is it's very heads down. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at anybody else's board. I don't care what they're doing. You are head down. Now, 
we screwed the milestones up our first game, right? Yes. Yeah, where we forgot. We didn't to know. Do, yeah, we yeah. forgot to award them right away. Um, so that was in the game we did play. That was maybe the only thing that I did pay attention to. Is like, ooh, they've got like I had to have cards that had like five or more symbols that you had to build or something. You had to have three or more of those, and I was pay attention to who was building those if I had a chance to get to it. So it was maybe a little bit more heads up when yep. I looked at that. But for the most part, it's very heads down. But for a heads down kind of game, I mean, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I played it a second time and, you know. That's not, saying a lot. I didn't play that Ares expedition for sure a second time. There's no way. Um, so I once again, I will agree with you. I'm not going to purchase it. But I would play it again if, you know, if Dan said, hey, let's play this again. Type yeah. of game. So I, I think if you like Terraforming Mars, I think you'll like this. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think the other thing I liked is I didn't have to sit there and go, okay, this card, does it trigger when I do this and this and this and this? You don't have that. You just have mm. kind of your production dice. So you have those cards. Any of the red cards you play after you get whatever ability is, you just yeah, flip just them upside away. down and move them out of the way. And so there didn't seem to be like a hundred cards in my tableau that I'm trying to keep track of. It was mm. just a small amount. And most of them, most of them didn't. There was only a few cards that you really tried to use a couple, you know, that had like extra actions or support yeah. extra actions. So yeah, I would say I liked it, but not enough to buy it. So I'm maybe just a tad bit higher yeah. than you are on it. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, definitely uh, punch punch if you if you like terraforming Mars or you know into this you know sounds interesting at all. I think it's yeah. definitely worth playing. Did you talk about it as a pretty quick? Like how quick was it? Uh, hour uh, and a half. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Okay. Maybe an hour once you. Yeah, I think if everybody really knew what they were doing, I think you could probably get it done in under an hour mm -hmm. and, and push okay. it along. So yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I want to talk about a game. You talked about some trick-taking. I want to talk Ooh, about yeah. one of my new favorite trick-taking games. I had to right. acquire this from uh, from Japan because it is not in print over here yet. You had to fly to Japan to buy I, this? I did, actually. <laughs> wow. But I had That's some impressive. extra miles, okay. and uh, I've been brushing yeah. up on my Japanese. So Ooh, awesome. I did it. Uh, yeah, so this is called Schadenfreude. Um, Doesn't and sound very Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. That's German. For um, I'm so glad you feel like crap because I do too. That's really what it that is. That is basically. really true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this game is uh, basically, um, and this one was published by Studio Turbine. It looks like, um, but this game is a trick-taking game for three to five players, and you've get, you've got basically twelve cards in four different colored suits. Uh, it, they range from minus three to nine, going up to nine. Uh, and then you have two wild cards at zero and 10. Basically, the object of the game is to be the closest to 40 points before somebody else goes over 40 points and triggers the end game. So early on, you're just doing tricks, wanting to get points. This is great. This is great. And then you start acquiring a lot of points and you're right up there near 40 and you're and you're going, crap, uh, I can't take any more. I can't take any more tricks. I don't want any more points. I got to be really careful. Uh, and that is really fun to watch because you're just trying to give people tricks. And here's how it works. So it is a must follow, which means that the lead player will put down a card of a suit and everybody else around that has that suit has to play a card from that suit. And then the trick is evaluated to see who won. The second highest card in the lead suit is the one who wins the trick. They get to take 
their card and one other card from the trick, basically. Okay. And, and then they put it in their score pile. Mm-hmm. And so that is what is moving you up that score track, basically. So you have to be very careful because you certainly, you know, uh, getting up to nine there and stuff like that. If you're playing that card, you know if it's the second highest card, which is hard to do, obviously. But if it's the second highest card, it's going to it's gonna mess with you. And so sometimes you're seeing, okay, this person has the second highest card in the suit. I cannot follow, but I can make them take maybe this other card or, you know that they don't want to take. So it, it's it's really uh, really a fun time. And as you move up there, t- inching towards 40, that's when it gets real fun and raucous across the table, I feel like. Um, it's it's a great time. Schadenfreude is the name of the game. Yeah, I, I've kind of said we're, we're the, the first round or two of this is kind of a an okay trick-taking game, you know, where people are just kind of trying to gain as many points as they really kind of can. And then you get to that third round when you get close to 40 and it becomes the coolest game out there just because it's like, oh, well, I'm going to try to stick Chad with this because he's close, but I can't get this because, you know, type of thing. Or sometimes you're still behind a point. So then you're trying to, it's so cool. I mean, I, it's definitely a, like a mind bender because sometimes mm-hmm. it's like the second highest card wins a trick, which is just such a weird thing. You I, forget that at first. Yeah. 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 Did you just leave those cards though? I did. Those so are they, the yeah. pointiest cards I've ever <laughs> had to handle in my entire life. You think, <laughs> I, I mean, it was really funny playing it because they are pointy and most people like do that whole war counter clipping the corners, I guess, yeah. but just <laughs> leaving them was a quicker deal for me. But you would think, I mean, Clef has really delicate hands. He was like, <laughs> I don't want to shuffle. <laughs> I was like, let's no, end this game before I got to my <laughs> they were they were it was hurtful. like handling uh, like push pins or yeah, something in your like hand. To, yeah, it was like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> but yeah. but worth the pain. Yes, oh, yes. For sure. This exactly. is if you like trick taking games, this is a good one. I actually think the the sharp corners make it more thematic, so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a, a couple more games. Is it okay if I give a shout out to uh my man Ryan Courtney real quick? Yeah. Trailblazers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. play it. Yeah, we played it, especially an, another thematic moment. Stephanie and I played it. We've played it a few times, but we, we took it with us to Colorado because yeah. we just did hikes all day, every day. We were doing like nine mile and 12 mile hikes. Oh, so beautiful. I'm sorry. The best time. <laughs> we had a great time. And so, but when it rained, we had something to do. Um, I got the travel version. I think this is the best way to play. It's got a little carabiner clip and it comes in a s- small little like. Uh, fabric clamshell kind of thing. And uh, the cards are all these PVC cards that are exact same size as the pipeline tiles. Okay. But they're PVC cards. And what you do is each player plays one to four. There's a solo variant, but I haven't played it. But each player uh, has eight of these cards, which have paths all over them. You have hiking paths, you have kayak paths, and you have biking paths. Um, So they're the different colored pipes, like in pipeline, essentially, right? And each turn, you are going to lay out, uh, at the beginning of a round, you're going to lay out a camp. Either it's the hiking camp, the kayak camp, or the, the biking camp. And then you're going to try to make loops from the entrance of one side of the camp back around to another side. Um, and you will get so many points for the longer loops that you can make. Meanwhile, in the center, there is an in-game objective to score points for if you're first to do it, unless if you if you are you know lesser on the in the timeline. And then there's a there's an end of game, a couple of end of game ways to score points too. 
but you will score points for longer stuff as well so that you want to try to make things longer but then the different goals are like you know make these loops around the camp or whatever and so you're drafting back and forth so you take two make those paths and then take the other players and, and pass them around until you have two cards left and and then they get uh, discarded and then you start the next round with a new camp okay and there's four rounds of that so it's it's really nice uh the one cool thing i think because this is different from pipeline is you can overbuild so like if you didn't if you messed yourself up with something you can overlap a card and make that a different path maybe. Um, there's an animals expansion which we haven't played with because there are animals on the cards and you get more points at the end if you've put an animal down, but you can't then overbuild so it makes it less flexible um, on that path. But it's a nice little game. I think it's one of those that you know there's not a lot of interaction except for the goals in the center. So mm -hmm. you know, but it goes super quick. It is really nice because, like I said, uh, it's a little clamshell. You can take it hiking. We played it outside on the on the picnic table outside our cabin, and uh, it was just, I mean, it was perfect. It was it was a lot of fun, and it, and it is thinky. Like, you, you think there's not many rules to this, but, like, just like Pipeline, I think that it's one of those things that you can get better at, uh, but it, it is very thinky. Yeah, I'm excited to try that. That That's one where I just saw the cover, and I, I was interested in it, and then when I saw that it was Ryan Courtney, I was like, oh, I... Throw that out of my wish list. So. And if it sounds interesting to you, he does have, uh, it, this isn't as interesting for us, probably some of us, because we're not the cooperative type, but there's a Sasquatch expansion that has like, as we're recording, has five more hours on Kickstarter, but I'm sure you can late pledge <laughs> and you can get the, you can get the, the expansion for that. And he also has a spectral game that I don't know much about, hmm. but that's on there too, yeah. which is supposed to be so like kind of a social deduction bidding and bidding. And, and yeah, and yeah. It, it looks really interesting, but. Yeah, I might try that out. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say if you ha have a family uh, that, that might like something like this, I would highly recommend it. It's it's just a really fun, and, and it does have a solo variant that I've heard is really, really worthwhile. So, all right. I, I just, until he said that he played like on the picnic table outside of his cabin, I, for some reason, I just thought, you know, Stephanie and him would be hiking and all of a sudden they'd be like, hey, let's stop just and play. <laughs> and they just sit down in the middle of the trail in the dirt and just be like, here, let's play the game. <laughs> no, no, that would not have happened, especially since one of our hikes. So like one of our hikes started at uh, 345 in the morning, mm -hmm. because if you didn't. If you didn't get into this parking lot, you were parking way down the side of the road, basically. And there were other hikers. Were you in Estes or were yeah, we in Estes? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so there's Long's Peak, right? And those hikers get there because that's a 15 yeah, hour hike. Fat or and, go early, yeah. And so and so you're using the same trailhead. We hiked halfway up Long's Peak to see Chasm Lake, which was beautiful. Mm -hmm. But but basically, we hit the tree line at sunrise, and Stephanie was like, she loves to hike. That's why we did this. I mean, that is a, a thing that we share together. But the hiking in the in the morning that early, and she's more of a morning person than I was, but she was like scared. <laughs> she was worried about bears. And so she was like, she's like, no, don't walk ahead of me. And I was like, okay, but not so far behind me. <laughs> she's like, right next to me. <laughs> so, yeah. What are you going to do versus a bear? I know. I don't it's know. just a... I'll run as long as I run faster yeah, yeah. than you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what she was thinking. You just need to stay in arm's length so I can wrench you down, and then I can I run. run. <laughs> that's probably it. We've seen bears a couple times at Estes Park. Yeah, uh, but it's always old around people. The like there's old people around. Yeah. There's people I. I, you know, I'm not going to be the one that gets eaten. So I'm, not, I'm never worried. I like that as soon as Richie sees a bear, he's looking for old, old people. Uh, there's a couple old people there. Oh, good. There, there's somebody with a walker. I'm good. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, I mean, usually you're talking about they they want campsites where you have food and all yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they, so. they're looking for the good stuff. Yeah. So anyway, that probably wouldn't happen on our hike. A because we couldn't see, and B because she was really pissed off at me because it was dark and there might have been bears. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's that's that sounds like a cool game. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. So, uh, I mean, I got a couple of others that I didn't that I've gotten to play. That, sure. Um, one that I. You guys, I think, will be really interested in this, and that is um, Mr. Carl Chuddock and his new game, Aegean Sea. I mean, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Yes, Aegean? and we're not. Yeah. No, he's right. It's no, yeah, Aegean Sea, right. but it does sound like the store with the well, protein powder. I'm pretty sure the first time he told me, he did say GNC. So <laughs> I went and played GNC. I'm all pumped now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I I actually have this because this, if you think back to the basically the early days of the podcast, this was when we went to or we didn't go to Gen Con. Actually, Corey went to Gen yeah. Con early on and I asked him to grab a copy of the prototype, basically. And the prototype enabled you to play the game and also have this like little wooden token so that when it was ready, you would you would get basically the free game basically because uh-huh. you had to pay to get the prototype essentially. And uh, yeah, so I got it too. I just haven't played it yet, but okay. please tell me about it. I'm, um, I'm really interested. Okay. So uh, we, we played a four, five player, played a five player game of it. And uh, this was uh, Jake had, had taught it to us. And basically uh, it's, it's similar where you have it's islands and you have your own Island. And then there are islands in the middle of the board. And once again, your cards can be multi-use, you know, so you can use them either as people uh, like population on these islands, or you can use them as boats, or you can turn them into goods, goods. Yeah. Goods. Yeah. Because goods were part of how you won the game because you were trying to like bring the goods from the island, ship them back to your own island. And then you were trying to get like goods was the best because then they were, you know, they're exponential, you know, so like if you had three of them, it'd be worth nine points. And, um, and, but other powers, like I had a power where I could make these statues um, where on islands um, to score. And I scored like two points or something per statue that I could do. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause the interesting thing about this game is everybody starts out with their own deck of cards, correct? Right. Yes, and and yes. you have your own powers like you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, like Jake's power was like at the end of his turn, if he like refilled his hand, then we would randomly see if like the pirates came out and just totally destroyed your island, you know, randomly, oh, your island's gone, you know, type of thing. Um, so, so that's a, you know, so you were just, and the way the game ended was uh, first, per, you know, somebody went through their entire deck and then they couldn't, they couldn't redraw by taking the action of trying to redraw and they didn't have any cards to redraw. That's what kind of triggered the end of the game. Um it is very glory to Romish. I'm assuming Matini adjacent where, you know, you can be trying one thing and all of a sudden just something randomly, you know, a couple of times a card was just played where it was just like, okay, all three of those islands are just destroyed. You know, it's just like, okay, I was building up trying to get that good home and it's gone. So very random in that sense. Um, but yet I still had fun. It was still enjoyable. I mean, like it still got to use your multi-use cards. You're still trying to figure out the best way to do it. Um, I think they're a little too random for me. Like, I just, I don't know if I like that much randomness. We're just, it's not like a player does anything. It's just something random kind of happens and you, this does this or whatever. Uh, I like a little bit more 
the player control, control I guess. It. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd want to play it again. So I mean, I guess I would say you I better say, sell yours, Chad. I didn't, say, <laughs> I didn't say I dislike it, but I don't know if it was a game that is for me. It's maybe the best way to put it. It's hard because from what I know of it, it's a longer game. Like the reason I love mm. Matai and I, right? Yeah, so it, it's not snappy. really long, but the reason I like Matai and I is that random stuff will happen with a draw where you get something that really happens to synergize and, you know, that that feels good or, you know. And even if I look across and see, oh, gosh, Richie got that, the mitten and the kite together, dang it, you know, or whatever it is. But, like, then I, it's over. <laughs> I know, right? It's over in 15 minutes, and then I'm like, oh, let's play it again. Whereas this goes a little bit longer than that, and, and it feels like you – it feels like – you don't have as much control and like, oh, their deck is doing this. And, you know, right. mine is, mm. uh, you know, but I, some of that I think takes some experience with, but then some of it, it's not going to get fixed. So it kind of depends. I think this one, you have to be a real chuddock head to want to to yeah. acquire this game because okay. I think as far as I can understand it, I, I think that there is more randomness. There is m more stuff that you have to manage. You have to be okay with that and really, really love Chuddock to, to want to acquire this one as opposed to wanting to play glory to Rome or Matai and I sure. or, or innovation, which is a popular one too. Sure, of course. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would, the, the, the time probably took us maybe a couple of hours, I would guess to mm -hmm. play it. Um, yeah. so it was a, a little bit on the longer side on that, but, the teach was it's you know it's not intuitive and it was one of those games where and I mean I'm surrounded you know the game was played by a lot of smart uh, individuals and like and one of them was was our good friend Alex Wolf and you know I I think there for the first few turns he was just like what now how do I do this what is this you know it was not very intuitive it was very hard to understand and Jake admitted he did he didn't, hadn't played it yet and he wasn't hundred percent on the rules so we had to look at a lot of rules and yep. stuff. I think it would have went smoother, and I think you probably a five-player game, maybe an hour and a half, probably is a normal time, I would guess, on it. That sounds about right. I, I would say, like, even Matai and I, we know, like, that is not an intuitive, easy game to no, teach. That is a all. there that is there are barriers to teach that. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the big question, I think, circling uh, particularly a GNC for people that have played it is, is the juice worth the squeeze? So uh, I think, you know, that's a... That's a, it's sort of a buyer beware, maybe try it before you buy it kind of thing yeah. if you can. Very good. So, Richie, you got anything else? A lot of Spirit Island, fellas. Okay. All right. <laughs> Chad, you got anything else? Oh, I, I mean, I, I've been. Keep going. I've been playing. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all night. No, that's not true. We're on a time limit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am actually, I'm, I'm actually there with Richie. I've been like, Finn has really been asking to play Marvel Champions with me. And like, we've been talking through making your own deck and stuff. And so I, I when I was a kid, the X-Men were a favorite like cartoon and a, and comic book. And so Rogue just came out. And so she has a card where she can do mm -hmm. touched and she gets to take other people's powers around the table or Ooh. villains powers. And that's really cool. That's fun. So that's awesome. yeah. So building decks like, and, and every time now with Rogue, like as a new deck comes out, you're just kind of thinking, Ooh, can I use that? How do I use that power? And that's so, cool. That's yeah. Cool. I will cool. say Knox did join us 
on our because we had the Stuckies over. Ooh, oh, and he okay. did join us on that game night, and, and we played Wandering oh. Towers with with him. So oh, I heard that that's a, a good oh. capstone yeah. game, great family weight game. Uh, Cromer and Kiesling, and nice. I mean it's a very simple, straightforward game. You just have your knights, and it depends on how many players you're playing, how many you'll have out there, or wizards, not knights. Uh, you'll have your wizards out there, and it's uh, the toy factor as far as like the different towers is very cool, uh, but. The, on your turn, all you're going to do is you're going to play a card. You have uh, three uh, cards in your hand at the beginning of your turn, and they're either movement cards for your wizards or they're movement cards for the towers themselves. Uh, and you'll play one, and it'll you know say, like, move a tower two spaces or move your wizard um, three spaces, whatever, or roll the die and move it based on that. But the whole point of the game is you're just trying to get all of your wizards into the Ravenloft castle or whatever it's called. Uh, and the first person to do that wins the game. But when you move the towers, you can cover up the different uh, wizards out there. So that then it becomes a little bit of a memory element because you got to try to remember where all your wizards are on the board. Um, and, you know, there's potions that you have to fill up before you can, you can even win the game. And then you can use the potions to do different special powers that will uh, just affect the different game rules. But but it was just fun because they came well, they, they usually come over like six o'clock at night. We eat dinner. Uh, with our kids and then our kids will usually go to bed or now they're getting to the point now where it's just it's too early <laughs> for them to go to sleep mm-hmm. uh, so you know they'll usually like stay up watch a movie or something like that and then we'll put them to bed uh, but Knox was like I, w- I want to play a game like you know he's been playing a lot of games and he he knows Wandering Tower and some other games so he joined in so he so likes yeah. that game yeah yeah that's great that so cool did yeah. he win no just did Jessica, did he make a move and then and try Jessica's to take it back? Like, Jessica no. goes, no, do not take that back. No, honestly, <laughs> he commits to his moves. I don't know if it's just ingrained in him. He knows. <laughs> he knows had his hands slapped. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, when he makes a move, he sticks with it. <laughs> yeah. We should Whoa. talk about we should talk about one more game because it got sent to us. Uh, and, yes. And, uh, and we don't want to talk about the actual Base. I mean, neither you nor I really actually want to talk about real baseball. So we should talk about that flip <laughs> by uh, Scott Corlander. I can talk about some, some, you know, some trades that we made. That, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, the season. It, well, it's well. It's over, already yeah. over. Right, your Royals for for Royals. Yeah. <laughs> it's over about three months ago. I mean, I don't talk to you Royals. much. I don't talk to you much about baseball ever. But I remember last time I talked to you, I thought you were fairly positive about your. But that must have been very early on. Yeah, well, I don't, <laughs> yeah, it must have been very very early on, like spring training. Or something. I know, man, probably. Be, yeah, <laughs> it was. It was not a good year for the Royals at all. But yeah. uh, it wasn't a good year for the Yankees either. Which nope. They first time they still in, have like point one. Cha- 0.01% chance, oh, but yeah, yeah it, it, this is the first time since 2018 that they won't have made the playoffs. Well, and it was something like since 19, I thought it was like 1995 that they didn't have a above 500 record right. in going into September or yep. something like that, yep. which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's nothing to scoff at right there. No. So of course, but they need to make some you, changes well, with their payroll. When you spend so. as much money as you do. I yeah. mean, obviously that's you know not a hard thing to do. So, um, <laughs> but hey, well, let's talk let's, about Batflip. Let's talk about Batflip. All right. <laughs> um, certainly don't want to talk about any other uh, sports like uh, Husker football. Okay. Um, <laughs> Batflip is a two-player game, yep. and it's a card. It's a it's a card game. Okay, yeah. so it's a two-player card game uh, where you are drafting two teams of players so you kind of have there's like 
think it was eight different teams that you could pick yeah, from. Yeah, and they kind of suggest actual teams like a Seattle team and a sure. New York team. You right. kind of know who so they are. But. you put them together, you shuffle them up, and then you have a neat little duel. And how you do this is one team will be up to bat to start with, and obviously the other team is on defense. And each card will have certain stats on it. So one might be, you know, your power level, you know, is like a three or something like that. And you might play that. So I say, you know, I'm, I'm hitting for a three. And then you're going to have defensive cards. And the, and the hits are either going to be grounders or fly balls. And you, then you have a defense that could do both or might only do one or the other. And so then the other team, you know, the other player is going to try to stop and try to catch your – try to catch. And if, you, if they don't, then you get on base and you have a certain number and you're trying to move your runners around and you're trying to score points. But – there's a really cool thing where you can, instead of playing a card, you can do your special power where it's like this super bat flip. And I got, I'm so I cannot remember what it was called, but it was like the super duper bat flip or something mode that you could go into that was like almost like a guaranteed hit. So like if you were really trying to drive in some runs, you could use that, but you could only use it, you know, once of any type of thing. Um, and that was kind of the game. And you just kind of went back and forth and you drew cards and, you have oh, pitchers too, right? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. You do have special pitchers that yeah. then they pitch and have certain pitches that you're you're trying to hit. And But you didn't always have a pitcher. Sometimes right. you wouldn't have a pitcher, and then that's when the hitters really could tee off or whatever. Yep. But then, yeah, you had special pitchers. Um, you could tell the designer of this game, who is uh, Scott Courtlander, mm-hmm. loves baseball. You can tell that. I mean, yep. they know a lot about baseball. They did a really good job of trying to incorporate kind of a feel of a little baseball game. And it, three innings is all you play. You just right. play a quick three innings. Um, so it's a game probably lasts 15, 20 minutes, you know, that you, that you could play. So yeah. it's something quick and easy. Um, beautifully done. The cards are spectacular. They really are. There's a couple foil cards in yeah. each team deck too, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just, they just, I mean, I almost felt bad. I mean, I felt like sleeving it right away because <laughs> the cards were so pretty. Um, a lot of fun, quick to, you know, if you like baseball and you like like kind of quick two player kind of back and forth games. Um, I'm not, I've only played baseball highlights like one time. Have you played that? Anymore? Sure. Yeah. Okay, I've I I played know. it a bunch. So, it's, it's a little different in, you know, cause you're actually doing runners around the bases and stuff like that. You've got these guys that you're doing run, you know, doing stuff with. Um, but it is that sort of like, I play this and then you play that, you know, can you play that against me or to, you know, to kind of block what I'm trying to do sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it, it's like you said, it's nice. It's quick. It's, it's, it has a family weight feel to it, which is, which is yeah. good. I mean, there, there are certain card interactions that aren't completely simple. So you're not going to get really young kids, uh, playing, but you know, like if you got a kid that likes baseball again, it has that, it almost has, it's weird to say, but it almost has like a, um, a smash up feel. Cause you're doing that sort of shuffle, yes. shuffle yes. building where I would you agree with that, yeah. where you're, uh, putting the two decks together. You're almost like, yeah, I want to, Oh, I like this team. And I like that, you know, so you put yeah. them together. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah. And I mean, they, you've always have, you can, you can, there's also ways to walk and then you can steal bases, yep. you know, it's, it's really, yeah, a lot of fun. And I, you know, I would highly recommend it for any, uh, baseball, baseball fans that, that, that like, like a little two player yeah type yep. of game. So, uh, so that, that, like I said, the game designer is Scott Corlander and it looks like it might be his own publishing company score lander games. Yep. So, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. So check this out if this is something, uh, interesting to you. Woo-hoo. A lot games. of games. I'm like, I'm exhausted. I saw like that many seven games. games on my list. I could have <laughs> I talked about, I mean, <laughs> it's I got, amazing. I got a lot. uh, but, I think it's time 
to do. head to our favorite place, the Kickstarter Corner. Oh, it's been so long since I've heard that music. Oh, yeah. that was good. good stuff, right? That was good. Oh. I know people Richie, have been I'm missing that. Richie, I'm glad you played it nice and long, too. That was nice. <laughs> did you like that I got a long cut? Yeah. yeah did, you like, did you like that I got up and taught you that dance yes. during it? <laughs> we, we, should, uh, we should do the TikTok together. Yeah. <laughs> if I can just figure out how to get that on there. <laughs> Never going to happen. Okay. okay. Uh, so today we are doing a Kickstarter corner mm-hmm. for a game that will be starting on Kickstarter. I believe it is September 26th is the start of the Kickstarter. But if uh, if you're interested, uh, I'll give you definitely a uh, an email that you can email to get on the mailing list so that you can get some information and stuff and then obviously know when it comes out. Uh, so the game that we're talking about today is Cretaceous Rails. It's designed by Bryce and Journey and developed by our friend Alex Wolf. Yeah. So, so this is going to be uh, Spielcraft Games is going to be the publisher of this. Uh, this is a one to four player game. Um, it's, it's, it's basically a kind of a worker placement game. Um, everybody's going to start off with a kind of a board where you are trying to send tourists back in time to go look at dinosaurs in you know, they're kind of their natural habitat. So the board, you'll have a middle board that everybody's on and you're going to be laying rails kind of, um, which is where you have your kind of your line and there's going to be uh, dinosaurs on this on this rail or on these areas that you can reach with your rails. There's also going to be forest and stuff. But your goal in the game is you're basically trying to send tourists on these trips to go see the dinosaurs. But at some point, you're also going to be trying to capture dinosaurs. And you're also trying to kind of cut down the forest so that people can see better, kind of. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and... When you capture stuff, you put them on your board and you have only so much capacity that you kind of have that you have to to keep um, your dinosaurs and stuff that you have to, to keep on your board because then those are used to buy some of these other cards that you then can put uh, to the side of your board um, that will give you different points at the end of the game and also can potentially give you different abilities. But the way that you choose these actions is a three-by-three three grid where you take your worker and you put it on a side of, of two different actions. So for instance, I could lay it on lay rails and clear a forest. And so then I would be able to do both of those actions and I could choose in which order I wanted to do them in. And then Chad, you would go and you might lay it on, you know, capture a dinosaur and get a card, you know, type of thing. And, but as it goes along and you have, I think it was four workers that you had that it gets, you know, less and less spots that you can kind of choose. And so you sometimes want to jump in and get certain spots quick because then all of a sudden you might realize you might go last in this game and be like, man, I can't even lay rails this round, you know, cause those actions are, or, you know, I might have a subpar take a rail and something else that maybe I don't want to do. And it is a tableau builder, but there's some interaction for those who are, are wary of that. There's interaction just like you talk about with the oh, worker yeah. placement spots. And then uh, when we played, you know, you're building your rails out. So you're trying to kind of steal dinosaurs from each other too, based on the rail path that you're making basically. So you right. can kind of, mm-hmm. you can kind of race out there and try to take dinosaurs that you think other people might want. Yeah. And you can see if someone's scoring a bunch of points for a particular dinosaur, just go, pluck that dinosaur out of there and put it on your own board instead. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that this has 
more interaction than I would say a typical Euro type of game does in this, in this kind of a, this environment. So yeah, but um, I I think this is I think it's a really cool game because I think the uh, one thing I really like about it is how tight it is with your storage capacity and how you have to use an action basically to remove the stuff from your your storage area into your player board. And I always like that in a game where it's like, oh, I don't want to waste a turn just simply having to pull the stuff back. But if you're full, sometimes you have to. And in this, at the end of the round, you always get a free, mm-hmm. like, grab it. So you you want to try to work up to that where you're full right at the very end of the round so then everything comes down. And I like that. And I really like that three-by-three three action selection. I yes. think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, that's the crap. did a great I job think. with that. Yeah. Um, also, I think this is going to do really well on Kickstarter too because of the the toy factor. A lot of I minis. Mean, if oh, there there are these great looking dinosaur minis all over the board, and it, it's it's just really fun. Like I think we have these posted on our social media from a, a few like uh, maybe a month and a half back. Yeah. Um, so if you want to see what this looks like, even before you go to their webpage, which will guide you to, um, you can see you can see some pictures, and it, it's just really fun. Like I'm telling you. Uh, this isn't too, I mean, there are definite synergies that you want to pay attention to, but if you have some older kids, they can play it. And if you're a dinosaur fan, you're going to want to check into this. Cause like I said, it just looks really cool on yeah. the table. Yeah. And that website is cretaceousrails.com. Yep. There you go. So you can, you can, you can basically go there before the Kickstarter and kind of be alerted to when it's going to. Yeah. You, you can get on their mailing list and, and Alex will send you out something. So yeah. Um, Definitely, I think this is a, a fun game to to play and to try out. I think it's it's I think it's going to do really well. Um, I know that uh, he's uh, he's heading to uh, Florida uh, during oh, nice. in the beginning of October. Yeah, so, he's going to do that cool. dice tower thing. They're going to play gonna, it. I think. Yeah, they're so. going to play it on there, and uh, yeah, he's going to show it off. And uh, yeah, all right, here we go. Should we talk about one more game at least? One more game. One more that's game. it. Just one more. Just game? one more. Yeah. Just one more. Then we got to we got to watch some football after that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. that's gonna happen. Okay. Actually, I got a game for us at the end of this. I want to Ooh, play. Right. Quick, okay, quick we'll game. play. We'll play yeah, one more. We'll play a quick okay. game. All right. But we're gonna talk about this game. <laughs> Let's which, talk about a game. Uh, Richie, is this game that we're gonna review? Is this game a game or an expansion? I mean, it is a. It's a standalone game. Yeah. Okay. All right. It is a standalone yeah. game. All right. <laughs> you don't ask me the same question? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I just asked the right the the person who's right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's talk about Great Western Trail, New Zealand. <laughs> now with more sheep. <laughs> All right. Uh, in Great Western Trail in New Zealand. Um, it is a a one to four player game. There is a solo mode in there. Um, and it is going to be approximately around 90 minutes, uh, just depending. Um, it is by a, your favorite designer. It is from Alexander Fister. Yeah. And um, it is released from Eggert Spiel. Um, and this is the third installment in the expansions from Great Western Trail. Okay. <laughs> um, this game does have some differences from the original game. It is still the same. You're moving around kind of in a rondelle. You're starting it in one side of the board. And by the time you get to the end of it, you're going to be dumping your hand, getting some money, placing some discs up there 
and then you're going to draw back up and do it again. So it's still the same thing that you're used to in Great Western Trail where you're getting the, except for this time, instead of cattle, sheep. Yep. Yeah. That, okay, I can tell you, that's uh -oh. my, my one negative on the game. I didn't realize I don't like sheep that much. Wow. I kind of missed the cows when we were playing. <laughs> so hold on. Let me get this right. You like the cows? Yeah. You like I mean, cows. I like I see you cows. eat cows all the time. Yeah, but I like to wear clothing too. Sheep give me clothing. <laughs> wow. I will say, I will say that uh, our good friend Trish pointed out to me when I played it with her that like the six sheep, like the, the six one, the real pretty expensive one, mm -hmm. that's like a stupid 4-H sheep. Like a kid, <laughs> kid could raise that sheep. Not very valuable at all. So thematically, a big problem. And so basically, and some of the sheep that are like higher, she's kind of like, oh, we refer to those as range maggots. So, you know. <laughs> so I wish that Alexander Fister had done more research. Do a little more research. Huh? I'm going to tell you, I don't have any feelings towards sheep or cows. I, I have no feeling I've on a board game. I've seen him so. have feelings towards you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, so in this game, yes, you have sheep. And probably the biggest difference is instead of just normally where you sell the cattle, you also can shear the sheep. And you can get points and get discs up on the into the upper area with shearing. So that's probably the biggest difference of the game. The other really biggest difference of the game is you have a whole bunch of cards that you can add to your deck that aren't just objective cards or, um, you know, at the, well, cattle for the other games. So you can add these other cards. And a lot of these cards is in opposed to the original game. You don't want a lot of cards. You want to, if you can, you want to call out the, the smaller cattle and try to get your deck down to kind of a smaller deck um, where in this you can have a pretty large deck, but they have these cards that allow you to play them, get a benefit and immediately draw another card. So that's the other big thing. That's a, that's a difference is you can get a little benefit and then draw a card immediately. So you're not like hampered with that, not having a card. But during your turn, you can like at any time during your turn, basically, if it's one of those kind of cards, you can do that. And yeah. the interesting stuff is that that at any time when it's your turn, if you have enough gold, you can acquire them. So like those specific cards are each kind of a symbol. And so if you get your gold high enough, you can buy those maybe more valuable cards, basically. Yeah, I, I would say my one negative of the game is where I enjoy those and I. I don't know why this is an old magic term, not an mm -hmm. old circus term, but an old <laughs> magic term that it's called a cantrip. And I don't know why that's called a cantrip, but that's just where you play a card and draw a card. A cantrip is a spell. So, so it's being thematic. It's okay. really what so, that yeah, is. So yeah, so that's how I've always known it. So I got a goose trip. Okay. <laughs> you got a goose. Goose old circus term. Uh, but my one negative is people's turns are a lot longer sometimes. Because yeah. if you start like just rolling, like you might, oh, oh, there's another card I'm drawing. Oh, there's another card. And then you're mm -hmm. doing things. Your turns can sometimes, as opposed to in the regular game, you're pretty quick. There's not a lot necessarily you're doing. So that can sometimes take a little bit longer. It is very Dominion because basically these cards yes. that come yes. out, these cards that come out are like set. Basically you randomize and you're like, here's this stack. 
for this game and this deck and this deck. So you know when it comes out and, and basically you can build your strategy around which decks are out on the table, basically. But it is very Dominion like that because then, again, you, you can build up some synergies and some combos that are going to make the turns go a little longer. So to me, kind of it's, it's a plus and a minus because I do like that those are in there and, the, and different decks can come out for different games and guide your strategy as such. But uh, but I understand what you're saying. It does make the, yeah. the game go yeah. longer that but way. But it's not, it's not crazy. No, I, I no, it's not. It's, it's not. not like it's not every I've had turn. Some crazy ones. Well, I've, I mean, it's not every turn. Like if that was every turn, then yes. But uh, I've gotten to some points where I mean, <laughs> if you start every to turn. get enough of them in your deck, <laughs> I mean, somebody's sitting there. Uh, I played a couple of games with Brian, even two player, and I mean, I'm just he's just over there, just all right, play and draw and do this and do this, and I'm just sitting there going, oh my god, when do I get to go? You know, it's a two player game. Um, <laughs> Right, and I agree with you. Probably most games it's not going to be that effective, right. but it is just something to be aware of if you're playing it. Expect that to, to be a little bit of a difference uh, compared to the other the, the base game. So, Well, we already kind of jumped in because yeah. we were, we were well, you know. talking about the differences, and most people are familiar with Great Western Trails. It's kind of a high staple of, of, uh, of BGG and all that stuff. But I will say... Um, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about the the art and the components as well oh, as the rule book. We got derailed when Richie started talking about not liking. Hey, I know it, that, uh, that's part of art and components. It is. It is. It is fair. <laughs> Richie even re- even wrote in some mail to uh, to Eggerspiel. I miss the cat. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, right. but that's a that's a valid concern. Uh, um, how did you feel about the rule book? Uh, I didn't read it. Okay. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. I didn't That's read right. it. No, That's I, was, right you I did. was taught um, the game. And, uh, you know, obviously when you know the game. So I, I will I will give feedback, though, because Joe Farrell did read the rule book. Right. And he gave this feedback. There needed to be, this is going to go towards my point right here. Right. There needed to be a thing that said, here are the base game rules. Here is what is different yeah. about this version. Here is your differences. Because... Otherwise, you're starting to scan through, and it's like, okay, I know this, I know this, I know this, and you okay. Can then you mm-hmm. finally mm-hmm. get to a point that maybe you need, but yeah. And to say that, and even he missed a small little rule, which yeah. for Joe never happens, right? right. I mean, never. Mm-hmm. And that, but that happened because yeah, because you're kind of skimming because it is the same game. It's just really kind of some some different tweaks of the game, right. and. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'm just hammering this point down. No, no, no. Okay, it's and, I agree. That's the same okay. system. All right, but like Terra Mystica, uh, Age of Innovation, Guy Project, all three of those are the exact same system. I wouldn't say that one is you know an expansion off of the other. Right. They're in the same system. They're in the same universe. Yep. But they are different games. I will. Agree. You wouldn't take everything from Argentina and. Uh, all right, New all right, Zealand all right, and put right. it in the base I think, box. I all think right. if Brass Birmingham had fantasy dwarves on the trains and stuff, <laughs> that would be that enough would, to be a different. That would be enough to separate yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know what? <laughs> I get you. you know what? I think we can both say we get each other's points. <laughs> I, can you, the, you said already you get my point. I, you're the one who started arguing about it. I don't, I'm, not, I, I'm, 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 I'm done. I was over it. Mom wants to make up. <laughs> I don't want to fight. <laughs> well, you, you took the, the mom role there pretty quick. <laughs> so, hey, so I agree with you on the rule book. I mean, we just, yeah. I just read, 
I just read Age of Innovations rulebook that we're going to play here. And down the side, here's a purple line for stuff that if you have already played Gaia Project and, and Terra Mystica, here's the new stuff. That's, that's an easy thing to do yeah. is just go, here's it the... Needs, it, yeah. it needed to be in this. It would yeah. benefit from the, from that. 100%. Um, so, so I agree. Uh, art and components are otherwise pretty much the same as as the other two games basically they they're you have the same artist they the cards are are just like the same cards basically so yeah. um, no problems with that there is one major mistake that they still do not do and i don't know why but there are spots on the board that have a and in this one i believe it's uh fields of like just fields or whatever in the base game it was forests and if you put a building there, there are certain buildings that will say number of forests you're on, you get two bucks or something, right? Type of thing. Mm -hmm. When you put your building on there, you have no idea. So <laughs> that you're always a, yeah. like, oh, was that one on? A, okay. I don't know why they don't put that right. like on the bottom the of it. The weird thing is you know? like, because I don't real because I, I play Great Western Trail a lot online. And online, when you put your building down, it, yep. then it has a little thing that's just off to the side so you can see that sure. that. With that space. And I don't, yep. That's an easy graphical design thing that could be integrated. Right. So yeah. I don't, I just don't get why that has not been caught and, and said, why do we not have that? Similar? Cause you know, you have the buildings that have like the little extra. Yeah. The, the extra benefit that the you extra could benefit. get from it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they don't just have, yeah, the little uh, field thing below it or forest below it. That just makes no sense. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but, uh, this this is a good segue, I think, to go to gameplay and something oh. that we didn't talk about. Oh, First, sorry. Sorry. oh, the oh. board the board's way too big. Oh, okay. That's, as far as components, going back to components, it is. It does take the, up a lot takes, of space. Uh, it is a table hog. Yeah, that's true. Oh. And I just yeah. I wish they could shrink that down a little bit. I don't know. It, is uh, it the same size as the others, or is it? Well, you got know. the it, whole like the rails to part, the north. Yeah. it feels it's not the same. I want to be real clear, but it allows you to sail around in these different parts of. New Zealand, supposedly, where you're going to different islands that you can drop off. You can either get to shearing bonuses or, you know, you kind of have like foreign markets to sell sheep or shear sheep to, basically. Your sure, wool. sure. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe that, just because of that so added part added. makes and, it bigger. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they have those decks that they expect you to put down. So now oh, you've got more decks side on the of side. It. Oh, yeah. it's and a table. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. For sure. Okay. Yep. I, I'll agree with it. But I, I don't know if you could shrink it. I don't know what you would do Either to make thing. it smaller. I love Great Western Trail. I got to I got to nitpick something. No, I was just complaining about <laughs> not being able to big. see little yeah. fields on it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, all right. But now I think we should segue to gameplay and how we feel about gameplay. There was one thing that we forgot to talk about that I think is makes it really interesting is that the buildings that are already out there when you start the game, when you hit a certain point in the game that is triggered by the the marker mm -hmm. moving down as, as it always is, you know, you, you refill the cattle market or the sheep market when it moves down. And then at another point, the buildings all flip to a different side, which is actually a really interesting and, uh, and more fun twist. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that is something that I think is kind of cool. Now the actions aren't, greatly different it's not like you have no. a new action but the the building itself may be a better action or it may be a worse, worse action, yeah depending, depending on, on how, how you're doing or what yeah you're doing. how you yeah. how you've done throughout the game yeah, uh, yeah. For sure. so no i i think that that is a really neat thing and uh that would be something cool just to throw into any of the the yeah. other games right any little mini expansions cool, for all of them just, just a cool thing to incorporate to yeah. yeah um because one thing that you did say, how 
you talked about how the marker moves down. However, that is different in this game where in the first two, it's all based upon purchasing the people. This one, it's based upon purchasing bonus tiles mm-hmm. is how that moves down. And I'll say this. I really like the change in this because in regular Great Western or in Argentina, uh, if you're like the third to buy, sometimes you're either stuck with a person maybe you don't want. Maybe you're like, oh, I want to go engineering or I want to go cowboy, whatever it is. It may not be there for you to do. Where in this one, the job market is just kind of full to start, you know, Mm. mostly full to start with. You would have to be pretty hard pressed for there not to be a person for you that you want to buy in this version. You would pretty much, if you want to buy them, they're going to be there and available. And if if it, if it's not, there's a Joker bonus tile, oh, which that's is right. nice. The yeah, Joker yeah. bonus tile, it's not quite as valuable, I think, because uh, I don't know. You have to spend a gold spend or something. Gold. To get yeah, it. it's harder. It's just a little bit more expensive. It yeah. is, but it, but if you're wanting to do that strategy that you had planned out, and all of a sudden they're gone, mm-hmm. you have that contingency plan, which really helps with that. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoy that change, and also just there's other bonus tiles that you can you know, switch up your strategy as far as what you want to go for, you know, different benefits that you can get from them. Uh, yeah. I really like that bonus market. Yeah. They did a good job with that. Yeah. I, I honestly just feel like this is almost him just saying, okay, what did I, you know, want to change about the original and mm-hmm. just kind of make it better almost, you know, like what do I keep? And I said this to Joe Farron. I'm pretty sure I said this to you guys, as far as I'm concerned, Fister can just keep making new versions of great Western trail, for the rest of his life, he doesn't need to make another board game, in my opinion. I'm good with that. Just Cut to next keep, year. Yeah. What is this crap? <laughs> Richie's like, I don't like moles. Why would you want to buy moles in a game? <laughs> and Clark, oh, my God. If they were rats, oh, my God. Hey, Richie and Joe man. would be ready to roll. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there is another rat game coming out from. Uh, oh, that is right. I is forgot about that. Simone Luciani? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think oh, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you? Uh, that's a thing too that I saw on the news is rat TikTok. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Oh not my god! On it's like it's New York rat TikTok, which looks horrible <laughs> and gross. Because I mean, I'm sorry, but I have nightmares about New York rats. They're <laughs> yeah, as big as cats. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, okay. Sorry. Wow. All right. We're back. <laughs> uh, so, any any other notes on gameplay? Uh, um, what about the uh, what type of bird is that? A cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo I don't know. Cuckoo bird. Cuckoo yeah, bird. there we go. There we go. I, I don't. I just I call it a parrot or a <laughs> robin. I don't know. Whatever. The Pathfinder track is what the, the yes, track yeah, is called. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a neat thing where you now have your movement is now based upon how fast. Well, you do have one thing you can still take off for your movement, but a disc you can take off for your movement, but you can get extra movement by moving up this Pathfinder track. And it also gives you other abilities. Plus it also will give you victory points at the end yes. of the game, you know, depending on how I do like the, so. that, that one spot higher up where uh, you have the option of taking the extra movement or yeah. no longer paying any uh, fees when yeah. you're moving around when you, yeah. Right. When you get stuck with the hazards or yeah. something, you, you get to move through them. Yeah. You don't have to pay for them. So yeah. So no, that's a, um, I like that part. Um, I also like the part where the, money for your hand size have they have changed that significantly Mm -hmm. where one of the discs only costs you three dollars to pull off which is a little more manageable but the second one i shouldn't say the second one you can pull either one off at either time but the other one is 
eight dollars. Yeah, so it's much more expensive. That's a little harsh. You but but usually by the when you're ready for that mid game wise, usually you now have the money for it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's maybe easier. I don't know. But. It, it still it still makes it generally worth it to do. It's just a little bit. It's just a little bit more of a tweak. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's welcome. Um, they also did something that I really like is the times two, like the draw two, discard yes, two. Yes, yes, yes. You may now discard two of those. Like if you have two, you can just discard them. You get to remove a one. You know, you're like, you're just, mm-hmm. you're kind of, I don't know. Your jer- jersey. Jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> you're, jerseys. you're really bad sheep. Uh, you know, whatever yeah. they are. Uh, I don't know. They might be the prize sheep in yeah, uh, the real life. They, or who they knows? Come. Totally wrong. Um, but you get to discard that from the game and then you get a gold. And, and we haven't talked a lot. We've said gold a few times, but gold buys these bonus cards that are different every game. You know, yep. there's like 10 different ones and you pick four of them every game. So that's kind of another thing where your strategy can kind of change of what those bonus cards are. And just to give, uh, just to give listeners a kind of an g- example of, of the cards, there's, there's one that uh, lets you move your boat further. Basically there's another uh, up there on the top of the track to get around. There's another one that lets you uh, move up the pathfinder track. There's another one that basically lets you, um, if you're, if you're ca- a cowboy and you're bo- and you're buying sheep, or if you're a herder and you're buying sheep, you get to put all the stuff you bought that turn on the top of your deck to draw next. So, right, um, and and that one's that one's a little harder. I think that strategy is is a viable strategy, but it's just you have to be pretty good at the game because you got to time a having enough gold to buy that card, b having enough money to spend uh, to buy sheep that round to make it viable as it comes out. So you know it, it's a little bit more of a timing thing that it's hard to make work, but it, it's still it's still another interesting wrinkle to the game. I know the first couple of games I played, the winner kind of went into a heavy shearing strategy mm-hmm. where they were doing a lot of shearing, and then I, I remember. Uh, Josh was, uh, said to me one game, he goes, you have to go shearing. It's the only way to win this game. And I said, <laughs> okay. And of course, then I didn't shear the entire game and I destroyed him and whoever else we were playing with. And I was like, anytime you ever say that this is the way to win a game of great Western trail, I guarantee you there's another way that can combat it to, to win, you know, and that to me is why it's such a great interactive game. You cannot just say, this is what I'm going to do to try to win the game. You and then have not to, pay attention to right, what everybody else is. You have to play yeah. how the game is going. And and some games are so fast, you know, it's just you, you can't have time to do certain things because the game is moving so fast. And then there's sometimes, you know, got the first time I played it, I was, of course, like, oh, my God, I got to stop it every building. I think, like, the <laughs> first three rounds, I stopped at every building on the mm-hmm. thing up just because you're, I, I want to see what this is. I want to do this. I want to do mm-hmm. this. But, and that's really kind of a bad example, but I mean, the game can be slower at times and then you have to adapt to that. That's what makes great Western trail such a great game. It is more interactive than I think a lot of people even understand or give it credit for the, the, the great design. And this is why I feel like, um, to some extent, uh, I feel like it is better than moon moon Basa is the, the player agency. Did you say moon? You said Bossa? moon. Okay. Bossa. Yeah, I said moon, Bossa. <laughs> moon. Yes. Oh moon. yeah, that's right. Sky mines. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Um, is the is the uh, the idea that 
um, you have player agency. You get to control to some extent how you know. Like I can say, okay, Clef wants to stop. He's he's generating all this stuff, and when he stops, and so I'm rushing this. I'm pushing it, and then Clef can say, I don't want to push it. I'm going to build more buildings. I'm going to slow us down a little bit. You know, there's a lot of give and take in these games, and and I think that that's what makes that really great. Right. So player count. You want to talk about player count? I'd love to talk about player count. Uh, it is great at two. It's amazing at three. It's stupendous at four. It's great at all player counts. There's you didn't say solo. So <laughs> I'll let you guys. Talk. Oh, Chad, I don't know. Chad, did I you didn't, play it solo? I mean, it, if you really like it, you can play it solo, and it is a good representation of what the game tries to do. Okay, there's a, like a little separate board, and and you know, and those kinds of things. So it is a it is a good solo game if you are into that. Um, again, like you're not there's not as much back and forth as we just talked about what what makes the game great. But it, it if you only have one player and you really want to play Great Western Trail, this does a good job at it. Okay. okay. Uh, um, so what I mean, I, I what do you think of the other player counts? I mean, was there did you? I mean, I you would think, right? Like, because most Euros generally are like, oh, you want to play this at three. Like, three is a sweet spot because it doesn't take too long. And, like, four might. And then, but there's enough interaction going on. But I agree with you. I really still like it at two. You know, it might move a little faster. And you still get what you want out of it if you're really, if you're really playing the table, you know, playing each other. So I would honestly say it. Depends on the group. I've seen, and this is just for all Great Western Trails, the four, I've seen some groups where it's way too long. Wow. And I, I still think three is the sweet spot for Great Western Trail. I mean, really all. Period. For me. But I enjoy them at all player counts. Four if I'm playing with the right group. Okay. Um, one thing I will say about this is I feel like the speed of the game, though, is not as variable as it is in the other two. And the reason I say that is in the, in the first two, when you get to Kansas city or whatever else, you know, the city that you get to, um, when you go to pick the people, most of the time you'll have the choice of, you'll always put out a person, but then there's a possibility of you putting out a hazard or a person. Right. And so if every time you're going, if there's always, you know, you're always putting out two people, that's going to make the game go faster than if half the time somebody's putting out a hazard and a person where in this game, you're only ever putting out one bonus tile to make that thing go down. Every time somebody goes to mm -hmm. uh, Wellington, I believe is where the yeah, city is. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so the speed of that is a little bit more knowledgeable, I guess, where, you know, okay, yes. Every time somebody goes to Kansas city, it's going to continue to move, but Wellington, but, you know, there's not a like a double movement almost type of thing like there is in the in the original game. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Uh variability. We just talked about those decks. What do you guys think about the variability in the game? I think I think this is the most variable of the the three designs with the the fact that you have those different cards that can be out depending on how they're randomized at the beginning of the game. And um like we were talking about with the buildings being able to flip, you get a little different feel throughout the game. Yeah. I, I think it's very variable for the system for sure. Um, I, would, I would agree the fact that it is the most variable of the ones, but in all honesty, I mean, it's, I mean, you are going to be playing the same game most of the time. I mean, don't get yourself thinking it's going to be yeah. a, a craziness, but I will agree 
because of those bonus cards, there can be a couple of different things there, which might do a little bit. So that's what I would say about the variability. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there, it's not going to be a ton, but it right. is more than, than the other ones. And even, even just the little fact that we talked about of the, of the buildings flipping, you know, yeah. just yeah. a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. uh, last category before we score this thing, uh, let's talk about replayability. Uh, you know, we've played two others of these, um, we should probably talk about, and we'll do this when we rate in our, in our score. Maybe we should talk about how it ranks for us among the three, but let's, let's say re replayability. Um, to me, that is what makes this game so good is the replayability in it. Um, I have literally combined between the three of them now, probably played it somewhere close to 150 to 170 times. So, and I can still have no problem playing a game all the time because of just every game feels different to me and I get to do something different and play a different way. And I still get those great feelings. So for me, great playability is just never ending. I will, I will never get sick of this game. At least I don't think I will. So until I turn into 18 XX Clef. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm having nightmares about that. <laughs> that sentence right there. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It, I mean, the system just has high replayability. It's, you know, depending on the play styles of the people at the table, depending on how the neutral buildings come out. Um, there's just a lot to think about, a lot to work with and, it, it just gives you that those good Euro feels as Clef says. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'd just be echoing what you guys said. So I, I agree. Okay. Well, Richie, it's time for, time for to you score to, yeah, let's, let's get that punch board rating scale. So at punch board paradise, we rate on a six point scale with a one being a game that makes you miserable and a six being a game that could be in your top 10 of all time. I have a feeling I, I know what the scores are going to be, uh, but I'll start. We'll go this way. We'll, we'll end on Clef. It's a six for me. Uh, it is, you know, it's great Western trail. I don't disagree with Clef in the sense that the only thing I disagree with Clef about the, it was the fact that he put up a question asking <laughs> us to discuss the, all the, all the designs from a designer. And then he, he's yelling at people when they start talking about the different I designs. At you. <laughs> it was also directed at a couple of people, I think. <laughs> so I agree. It is great Western trail. It's a, a fantastic flavor of great Western trail. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, the same thing here. It's a six for me. I will be happy. I can't think of a time right now when I won't want to pull this out. If somebody wants to play it, you know, I mean, I always want to, we have Age of Innovation over there. I always want to play something that's the new hotness, of course, but um, I'm happy to play that game. So yeah, I'm going to give it a six as well. It, uh, it It's in the pantheon of, of great, great Western trail games. I mean, this is a no doubter for a Euro game and great Western trail is, still a top 10 game for me. And like I said, this is, um, I mean, this is great Western trail with some cool new stuff with it. Absolutely a solid six. There's nothing, nothing that, uh, this game, I, I would say as far as likability, I think I might like it a little bit better than Argentina. Um, maybe a little bit less than the base game, but like I said, to me, I'm just playing an expansion that just makes it a little bit different and still love it all, all the same. So yeah. okay. I I think I would say this is my favorite this might be my favorite iteration of of the Great Western Trails, I think. And now don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean like I would be sad to play any of the others. I would say Argentina feels the most different of his iterations on the design. But wow. 
Uh, oh, see, I think this feels the most. Yeah, I feel to like Argentina is very more similar to the base game. Than okay, this one, so, but yeah, uh, okay, I don't know but, the uh, boats uh, and stuff. I, I don't okay. know. And just I get you. But because because of some for some reason the top of the board and and that kind of feels like the rails to the north kind of addition, and then the there the the other changes feel smaller to me. I guess. Okay. Um, but Fair I, I would just say uh, I I I think I prefer this one the most though. Oh, okay. Nice. So, Argentina, I think, is my favorite. I love the the fact that you can push where you're entering. Um, I, I always, go out I always to, say Kansas City, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buenos Aires is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, that's that game? right. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that uh, fact. I love the 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 way that the boats work up top and that whole map up there. Uh, but they're all like very close. Like it, you know. I'll play any version. It does not matter. But right. But that's probably my favorite. Awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty positive review from us. That's uh, six is across the board. Yeah, but this I, is one of our our yeah, favorites. I don't yeah. think this is probably a surprise. For no, no, no. This is basically yeah. like the first or second game I ever played with Clef was Great Western Trail. So awesome. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah, but say those first fifty plays of yours though, you you had. <laughs> that one didn't you have a rule wrong in yes, the first yeah, he didn't know that you could start players players. I did not have a rule wrong in the first 50 players. I probably had about four or five rules wrong. <laughs> uh there were I mean let's but yeah, it was a new game every time I played it. Um I can't there was some there was a couple of like very small things. Now when I first started playing it, uh there was a quite a few like one of the big things I remember showing this to my family or my 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 wife's family at uh, Christmas time. And we played about a four-hour game of Great Western Trail. And at some point, we ran out of people to fill into the market. And we were like, what? <laughs> and I finally, my, my brother-in-law, Darren, was looking at it. And he goes, uh, yeah, we're not supposed to be buying from where the, uh, token, <laughs> the token is. is yeah. We were still buying from where. So it oh, took forever. So we had a couple of uh, mishaps there to begin with. But, uh, yeah. Um, there we go. All right. All right. You okay, game so for us what's right this here? game that you have for us? Oh, you guys ready for that? So who wants to be, we're, you know what? We're going to have Chad be the number person, and Richie, me and you are going to do the categories, okay? Okay. So, <laughs> Whatever that means. This Always is, a bad uh, idea to have Chad be the number uh, person. Uh, well, uh, this, uh, this was brought on from Dan and me just. Okay. We were bored the other night. Okay. And we just uh, so is this the uh, Dan Bro <laughs> scale of game no, rating? <laughs> this isn't like the Brian scale. Yeah, that died faster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chad. Yes, I would like you in your head. Don't say it out loud. So okay. we'll see if the punch punch does better than Richie and I do. Okay, okay, okay. 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 So we're going to have you pick a number in your head uh-huh. between one and fifteen. Okay. Okay. So once you have that number in your head, okay, mm-hmm. and then now I want you—you you are trying to get Richie and I to give you to to know this number. This is almost like a wavelength type of thing. Can but I we're move? Just, so move. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta gotta use my mental powers, or can no. I like? Okay. Can I like? So what we're gonna do is, and Richie and I will take turns. We're gonna do. We're gonna give four categories. Okay. okay. So I'm just gonna give an example. I might say. Uh, worker placement games or something like that. Okay. All right, all right. And then you're going to pick a worker placement game that would correspond to your number. Okay. 
So let's say, and I'm just throwing things out. Let's say you picked 15 and your favorite worker placement game is barrage, you know, so you would say barrage. And so then we would both go, okay, well, that's, and then Richie, me and you discuss, discuss you know, yeah, type of thing. Okay. All right. So you've got your number, right? Chad has a whore look on his face the right now. Here's, here's what I would ask, though, just so I'm I'm understanding. Uh, if I pick Barrage, what does that have to do to clue you into my... Well, that's like your favorite. So 15 oh. is the high. Yeah. And is it... it did you oh, say 1, oh, one okay. through 15 or so 0 we're, we're through 15? 1 through 15. We're thinking this is like a wavelength right. scale. Yeah, where yeah, 1 yeah. is really sucky yes, and, 15 and 15 is really good. good. Yes. Okay, I was like, oh, oh there's freaking 15 worker placement <laughs> spots in Barrage. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm picking a really low number then. Whatever number I'm supposed to be picking up. Uh, the thing that's cracking me up is that I'm sure... Him and Dan were supposed to be playing like yeah, an actual I, game. I know, they were, and they, and they're like, <laughs> and this and they're is like, what they were doing what instead. What number am I thinking of? It is a. I will say that we watched Roadhouse twice over the weekend. <laughs> oh. You know what? That movie is even better than Spanish. It's really good in Spanish. Uh, it is. What do I look like? A valet? All right. Uh, for all Roadhouse fans, you'll know what that line is uh, yep. right there. Okay. But, anyways, okay. Um, I got my right. number. I got it. Okay. So, Splatter game. Plotter game. Let's see. Okay. It right. is. I'm gonna give you the answer. <laughs> Food chain magnate. Okay, so Whoa. Richie, that's a all right. So it's obviously not a not really fa- high yeah, number not, because he well, likes it. But he introduced it to us. He like he was excited to show us. Sure. Then we hated it originally. Uh, I didn't hate it. And there was never a point. No, Clef would Clef said, "I'm not going to play that game because my group has figured it out." Well, <laughs> a certain person in my group figured it out. But anyways, let's not talk about that. Let's get back to the game here. Um, so I mean, he likes it. There's no doubt about it. But it's not his sure. favorite. Like, no, it's I definitely mean, not his favorite. Right? Like Zimbabwe is ahead. I think of it. Great Zimbabwe is, is his favorite. Uh, yeah. So maybe like around. You think we're like around a nine or a ten or eleven? Yeah. Nine or ten or eleven? Let's go 10. ten. So around ten. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now, part of the game now, Chad, is, is you hear us saying that we think it's about a 10. So now Richie's going to give you a category. So now you got to try to, you know, do we need to go a little bit higher or do we need to go a little bit lower? So, okay. all right. So I don't know. Maybe the Punch Punch thinks maybe Food Chain's maybe a two for you. Who knows? All right. So, God, Richie. If I knew 18XX games, that's what, yeah, that's the that's category a, I'd give No, them. don't get, we don't have to be, it doesn't have to be no, board no, game know. related. Know. You know, it could I be know. favorite. Pasta dish. I don't know. You know, well, I, I have no clue what his favorite. Pasta no, dish. I don't either. So don't ask that question. <laughs> like, uh, favorite burger in Omaha. Oh, good one. In Omaha, the bre- proper Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, you we can go to the greater down, areas. Down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's say, um, let's say smash burger. Smashburger. I don't. I didn't think he liked smash burgers. So now I'm confused. I, th- I think I think he's trying to bring us down on the number. He'd then bring keep going right? down. Because uh, if he yeah, wanted I, us to go up, I think you know he certainly would have said block, yeah, 16, block sixteen if he or, wanted us to move up or, or maybe Stella's, pizza by guy. Or I think even or around <laughs> maybe he could have stayed around there. But I think yeah, yeah, yeah. smash. So burger, we're going down lower. So maybe like an eight. Okay, I'll go eight. Okay, and maybe eight. that makes maybe I mean, it's food, a seven. Maybe food chain is kind of in the middle for him is what he was thinking. So yeah, so a seven okay. or eight? Let's go seven. So so we're thinking we're seven. Thinking right seven. We're thinking seven. Okay. All right. So the next category I'm gonna give you, Chad, 
is... And I tell you as soon as you got the number, right? No, 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 no. no, no. Four we're going to get categories. four categories, and after it, then we're going to confer and say, this is okay. the number we okay. think okay. it is, okay. Okay. and then you'll tell us okay. whether it's right or it. wrong. So, okay. Age of Steam map. <laughs> you really mm. popped that P on that man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to edit that. <laughs> Too much nope. sibilance. Uh, let's so this see. isn't a Age normal Tuesday night? Yeah, right. <laughs> Age of Steam map. Um, Pittsburgh. I thought he liked Pittsburgh quite a bit. I do think he likes Pittsburgh. <laughs> so I think he's trying to bring the number bring up. Bring us back up a little bring bit. Bring it back up. So maybe he likes Smashburger a little bit more than I thought. So maybe maybe we're at around a ten or eleven. Could we be at an eleven or a twelve? No, no. no. So ten. So what are we? We went down to seven. We went down to seven. Uh, maybe nine. I think we were around nine. Nine. Because okay. we were, didn't we say ten before? And then he, uh, I think he's still trying to bring us down with the Smashburger. I heard okay. him talk that he doesn't like Smashburgers. Okay. I think. Okay. So we're we're around a ten. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. Well, this is it, Richie. Last category. This is for all the marbles. Uh, breakfast food items. Ooh. Breakfast food items. Do you know what kind of breakfast food he likes? <laughs> I've had Jeez. breakfast with him a couple times. <laughs> okay. I don't, even, I don't even know how to answer <laughs> oh, this. That's, that's uh, <laughs> all right. Breakfast food items. Well, cinnamon toast crunch cereal. Wow. Never seen him eat cereal. So. <laughs> I've never maybe, seen him eat cereal, but... <laughs> maybe this wasn't a good one. I, he, I, he's kind of a fit guy. He doesn't... I don't... I think he's trying to bring the number down now. No, Cinnamon Toast... I feel like Cinnamon Toast Crunch is a... It's a... It's a high, not higher end, but it's a you know well-liked cereal. I love it, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I... <laughs> Cinnamon oh, sugar best, is fantastic. The best is when you got the little sugar in the bowl at the end yeah. and you kind of scoop yeah. that sugar up. Oh, so good. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. That so, was a bad category to ask. That? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so you want to go up or you want to go down? I think we got to be somewhere around an 11, 10, or a 9. I think those are our, that's our spots yeah. right now. I don't think we're higher than that. Yeah, no, I think, I think, it, I do think it's one of those three numbers. 9, 10, or 11. Okay. So what do we got? Let's just go over it real quick. We have Food Chain Magnate for a splatter game. Mm -hmm. We have Pittsburgh for Age of Steam Map. Smash Burger for Burger. Yep. yep. In Omaha. I'd like to say that Richie went for food twice. I went for board games <laughs> twice. <laughs> and then Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which we've never seen him eat. I've never seen him. But as you said, I haven't really seen him eat. And if you went out to eat with him, he didn't order a bowl of Cinnamon no, Toast Crunch. No, he didn't bowl right? of cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a Cinnamon Toast Crunch on the menu? <laughs> what do you get in? Oh, it's what zombie burger. Did he get a cinnamon toast crunch shake? I don't know. We didn't go with him oh, there. That's right. When we went to Denny's that one time, remember we were at the Gretna Con and we couldn't find a place to oh. eat, so we had to go to Denny's. <laughs> I was like, when what? did we go to Denny's? <laughs> Pretty sure he ordered dinner, didn't he? No, he got. No? I thought he got a breakfast thing. Well, it certainly wasn't cinnamon toast crunch. No, so how's I, that? <laughs> I, if it had a cinnamon roll in there or something, I don't know. I'm going eleven. Eleven is my answer. What's yours? I can you give can a separate number. Yeah, give oh, a separate number. I'm, yeah. I'm going nine. You're I'm going to go stick nine. At nine. I'm going to go 11. You're going nine. Right. Who won? Okay, Chad, what is the number? Eight. 
Ah, oh. We were close. We were close. I oh. could. It was uh, when you guys went. Se- you were really close because you said okay. seven or eight at one point, and I was like, oh. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell them when they guess eight. Oh, you know, no, but no, yeah. No. And then we explained it. <laughs> Pittsburgh. So. I was really. Yeah, I thought you really I liked, liked Pittsburgh. I liked Pittsburgh, but there's still like a lot of maps no, that I. So it's kind of mid range. You yeah. kept just trying to I mean, get it's, some it's, mid range. Food chain is mid range. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. What punch? Did anybody the punch punch have a seven? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. Let yeah. us know in it the was just uh, a little bit higher. Let, so. know. let us so, know in the guild. Eight. All right. So or on the new Discord. Fun little thing. You that know, is fun. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I like, just, I like know, it. This is what Dan and I do sometimes. That, that's kind of. It reminds yeah. me of like kind of a little riff on I my favorite things that that whole like you know because you're trying to guess how oh, that's, the number is. That's uh yeah that's yeah, an interesting yeah, yeah. yeah little fun game so yep um all right before we end this I just want to re you know if you didn't hear the beginning of the episode or maybe you've already forgotten but. We have announced the dates for PVCon 2024, March, March, uh, May, not March at all. So cut that out entirely. (laughs) It is May 16th through 19th um, here real close to Omaha, Nebraska, and the same venue as we've had for the past two years. Please go to punchboardparadise.com to get more information about it or email us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com if you have any questions. Richie will have all these links at uh, in the show at, notes, in the show and, notes. Uh, on the guild, all that, all that fun, fun stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, well, punch, punch. Woo. You know, we would, uh, we would love to see each and every one of you, uh, and we know that that's not possible. But man, consider it, please. Uh, we just like Maybe really, it. I, it just makes me so, so happy to get to see everybody every year. So we need to like do a GoFundMe page for like Jamie from overseas or some of these. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, know, you know, uh, he's way over there. <laughs> I, should, I should have said hi when I went to get schadenfreude. Yes. Why didn't have. I do that? Uh, Dang it. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Corey. Yes. Corey. Not, not, not our normal Corey. Yeah. And not our other Corey. Corey <laughs> small, I believe is his last name. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, a bunch of I met him at DomeCon too. So oh, nice. I just thought I there. didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably already cut out and not listening anymore because yeah. he's, he's like, like, I didn't get mentioned. <laughs> Down with you. I just thought about that. I'm sorry. Totally yeah. off the cuff. Never mind. Continue on with. Uh, uh, well, PBCon stuff. Regardless, so. wherever you are, if you're like 10 miles down the road, or if you're a, a whole separate 24 hour time zone away, um, we love you listening. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. Is <laughs> anticipation. <laughs> we're like. <laughs> so the game we're talking about today is crustaceous rails. No, no. So cray, cray, no crust, crust, but not right. crustaceous rails. No, no, no. Cra- what? <laughs> no crust. It's cross. Say it again. Cretaceous rails.